What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 32. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games. Blessing. Adio Junior. Greg, what's going on? What's 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 this? What's, I'm glad you asked. I am wearing happening? a shirt here that was sent to me. It is, of course, the Matt Ferguson oh. Fall Guys art that he made of what the Greg Miller costume in Fall Guys should be. That's I expect really cool. it to be added momentarily. Fall Guys developers. That I, is what's going on here. I that's not necessarily what it's referring to, but that's really cool though. I really like the shirt. Yeah. That's really awesome. It was made by Stephanie Tinsley, who does PR over there for uh, oh. uh Fall Guys. You know her well. She's in your yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh no, I was actually referring to the the, the thing you have on your face. The the Be glasses. Right. Oh, these glasses. Uh apparently Jen was looking through Instagram one day and saw these advertised or saw somebody else wearing these and thought I would look truly creepy in them. And so she ordered me a pair. And blessing, you get to be the final judge. Do I look creepy? Yes, very much so. Very much I want so. You to know like, they give you a headache because if you're not, if you're an audio listener, you're driving the van full of nuns right now. I understand. I'm wearing basically. Remember John Lennon's sunglasses? Imagine those shrunk down to where they're just pupil sized and they're blue. That's what I have right now, and it is painful. <laughs> it is a painful thing. So you look like a, a stand-in for Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, I've gotten that. Uh, Lucy James said I kind of look like a Bloodborne character, like the beginnings of a Bloodborne oh, character. Obviously, yes. I'm wearing a t-shirt and everything else, but you, you can see where we're driving at with that. But yeah, that's that's It's truly terrifying. terrifying. Right, Galvatron I'm gonna take them off, lives. Galvatron does live. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kevin, what a deep cut. A kind of funny lore of uh, kind of funny plays. Remember, we do a new game every day. You remember that, Kevin, when we tried to do a Let's Play every day? God, we were. I stupid. used to work so much more than I do now. I know it's <laughs> fucked up. What were we thinking? You know what I mean? Jeez, look at us. Now we just do news every day. You literally roll out of your bed, blessing, and you're making a show. You're making some content yeah. there. You're having a good time, and I appreciate it. And I'm glad you're there for it. You know how? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, PSI Love You XOXO, your weekly PlayStation podcast where Blessing and I get together and nerd out about all things PlayStation. If you love to nerd out about trophies, buttons, and other things, too. <laughs> Just <laughs> buttons on your controller. Uh, of course, go to patreon.com slash games. You can be part of the show. You can ask your questions. You can submit your PSN uh, profiles for judgment. You, of course, can uh, be in the sound off topics. Again, so many of you wrote in this week to talk about your personal playstation piles of shame uh however you can also get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every episode and you could be watching live as we record it like demetrius newell mike l chance carter the lou cameron o'neill mike l a whole bunch of you there today thank you so much for your support and appreciation on patreon.com slash kind of funny games however if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morning. You get a brand spanking new episode. Of course, it'll have an ad. Of course, it won't have that post show, but it'll be the PlayStation news you need to care about. Uh, some housekeeping for you. Uh, a special one here. We have 10 copies of Moving Out for the PlayStation 4. Uh, if you would like to get entered to win one of them, I need you to go over and retweet the kind of funny tweet about PSI Love You XOXO on Tuesday. Uh, you'll be looking for it. Barrett will post it right when this episode goes live. You just retweet it. You're entered to win. Bada bing, bada boom. We'll pick 10 people at random. Bada bing. Give away the codes that way. Uh, if you uh, didn't get the chance to play in that there Avengers beta over the weekend, which I know we'll talk about today, uh, you can head over to YouTube.com slash games and catch our Marvel's Avengers Let's Play, an hour and a half of us going through and punching stuff and getting the goodies, as one Kevin Coelho says. In one of my, I played Avengers a few more times over the weekends, and I would giggle to myself at least once a, once a time, thinking about Kevin uh, talking about going off to get goodies. 
when he wanted to go loot chests and things. Kevin, you're you're a treasure, and we love you. Thank you. Also, Kevin, what are you eating? You said right when you were get you sat down. You're like, we're gonna get the show going. There was a little bit of a trouble with the YouTube. I, I really can't talk, Paul. Is on a phone call. But you can't. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Then I'm opening up Slack. I'm opening up Slack right now. I want you just to message me in Slack what you ate, what you are eating, what is for lunch. I understand Paul is on an important phone call. Probably something to do with Cecil. Cecil got his paw stuck in a jam jar. How <laughs> are we going to get it off? You know no, what I mean? Oh, no. That's clearly Cecil. it. Now, here you go. Kevin has messaged. His message is just gibberish. He just did the oh. thing where he pounds on the keyboard and put random stuff in there. Kevin, as you're, as you're messaging Greg, can you also message me and answer the question? Has Cecil gotten like way bigger over the last however long? Because I swear to God, like Cecil was a puppy when you first got him. And the last picture I saw, he looks like a, a grown lion. Kevin, I'm going to interrupt real quick and ask you not to answer that because that is probably the stupidest question I've ever heard Blessing ask. Yes, Cecil was a puppy, so of course he's gotten bigger. What did you think was <laughs> well, going to happen? Well, like, he got him like a month ago, right? No, it's been oh, longer yeah. than that. It was like beginning of quarantine. It's been a good two or three months at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. See, Kevin's telling me like, oh, yeah, way bigger. How is Kevin giving you 50 ask pounds? Him, ask him, ask him pounds. what he's eating. Wow. He's going to get bigger wow. too. You know what I mean? I think probably. Yeah, like it's mean, not been that long. Like how how fast do do dogs grow? Pretty fast. Puppies aren't puppies for that long. That's why you gotta well, like, cherish well, those years because eventually you just get some fucking old wiener dog. Because like as a human, a it took me like eighteen years to get this tall or this short, I should say. Right? Like Cecil, if Cecil keeps growing at this rate for a good like few well, years, gonna, no, he's Cecil's gonna, gonna be like Clifford the big red dog. He's not gonna be Clifford fight. the big red dog. Eventually his <laughs> thyroid's gonna stop and he won't grow that much. Uh Kevin confirms he's eating Chinese food. So thank you, Kevin, for answering my question honestly for a change. So from Rather twelve than. to fifty pounds, that's like listen, I'm not a mathematician, but that's yeah. like, that's at least four times the size that he was. Twelve I mean, to fifty. Yeah, weight wise, sure. Yeah, that, that checks out. I'll give you that. I'll give you that's that. That's incredible. Well, you know, that's dog uh, physiology yeah. for you. You know what I mean? That's See, crazy. Thing, you can, life is a miracle. Have you ever thought about this? That life is a miracle? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, you know? But think of it this way. Because you're, you're like, oh, man, it took me a long time to grow that fast. You're also, no offense, Kevin, this isn't me trying to be dark. I'll include Portillonit. You're going to live a lot longer than our dogs. You know what I mean? Dogs burn out rather than fade away. You're going to fade away, Blessing. You're in your best years right now. You're popular. You're smoking hot. Everybody likes you. You know what I mean? But eventually what happens? You start losing your hair. Your metabolism slows to a crawl. You get all fat. Oh, no. Your teeth fall out. You know what I mean? You lose your job. Nobody wants Wait, to hang out with you anymore. Sometimes. Depends on how you're, are you taking care of them. Who knows? I'm not in there. Oh, no. I haven't been to any of your dental exams. Nobody's invited me. I'd love to come. I'd love to do a Patreon live stream of them. Seems like an easy thing to do. Do you think people would like that for content? Yes, like, people want everything. Don't do that this. Uh, Kevin has gotten even more specific here. His Chinese food is, in fact, Mongolian beef and curry chicken. Yeah, Kevin just uh, messaged me and said Cecil should grow till he's 15 months, which, wow. I apparently know nothing about dogs. That's incredible to me. Also on housekeeping, uh, you can be like our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Skin Tight Salmon, Jeffrey Long. Or I'm sorry, too. It's Jeffrey P. Long. I saw we were corrected on subreddit by Mr. PP himself, Jeffrey P. Long, who was like, hey, they stopped saying the P, and then he tried to blame me and Tim for forgetting to P, and we never forget the P. What happened, I think, is that Joey left the P off when she went and put your name on there. Mm -hmm. So then he wanted to make sure everybody knew him as Jeffrey P. Long, 
But then on the subreddit thread, people were also like, well, they're going to call you PP now. And Jeffrey's like, I'm sure they won't. But here we are, PP. (laughs) (laughs) Sancho West and James Hastings. Uh, Our sponsor this week is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. But more on that later. For now, let's start with this week's X's and O's blessing. Greg, I'm actually going to throw this one back at you because you gave me the idea of doing our PlayStation Pals of Shame. Sure. And I want I want you to give context for this because I, I I'm I'm not sure exactly what you mean by Pals of Shame. If I'm being honest. I appreciate that. Well, I think you know, as gamers, blessing we all have the backlog is what most people call it. You have that okay. backlog of games you're gonna get back to. You're gonna get back to. Oh, I'll get back to that. Oh, I have it shrink wrap still on the bookshelf. I'll get to it eventually. And you know, in your heart of hearts, you're never gonna get to it. And so we eventually get to a point where these are glaring black marks on your gamer permanent record. And I think, you know, the best example of this is that when we were going through doing, uh, you know, when we were going through to crown the best PlayStation 4 exclusive of the generation, right? We were doing the tournament. You know, some of the things exposed us there. Where it's like, oh, well, I didn't play too much of this game. I had to do this. And that, of course, got people all fired up, all riled up. You know, your crybaby Tamora Hussein's from GameSpot.com. They got to come off the bench about Bloodborne. They got to get out here and do all this stuff. But it raised an interesting question that even one of my picks I know got under your skin when I said it. Is It's just, why haven't you played these games? What are these games? So, of course, I asked you to come up with your pile of shame when it comes to PlayStation. Things that you'd think every PlayStation gamer should have played, should have beaten, should know, and have them in their record, right? But okay. And I asked the audience to do this, too. They wrote in with a whole bunch as well. So that's the whole thing of, like, what are the ones that when you want to talk... And, I, and I'm not doing... I didn't like... I don't like the... You saw going around the uh, internet the other day, like, well, we'll get your blank card revoked. Your gamer card. Your oh, your gamer card thing. revoked. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like... That's a weird way of putting it because this isn't revocable. This is just saying, hey, like, I know I should have played this, but it didn't work me. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked for me. And so to lead off is the one that set you off, but I got out of it. It was that thing where I felt like, you know, remember in Man of Steel when uh, she breaks into the cockpit and Chris Maloney goes, a good death is its own reward and slams the the engine, the world engine, or slams the the reactor into the world engine. It was was Guardian, right? Oh, it's man. been so long yeah, so it's Guardian, yeah. Call it Guardian. You just gotta get well, you if you want to pause the podcast and go do it right now, we can wait. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Anyways, though, it's like that where it's like I saw that we started to dip. I saw our plane started to dip, but I just pulled back on the flight stick and I got us out of it. We were going into a nosedive that would have taken us another 30 minutes to discuss, but I got out of it. The first one I put on top of my pile of shame, right, is Shadow of the Colossus. I've never beat Shadow of the Colossus, blessing. You've hosted a PlayStation podcast for the my better part career. of yeah, like what, 10 years? And you've 13. not beaten 13 years, and you've not beaten Shadow of Colossus. Arguably, for me, I'd say my favorite uh, first-party PlayStation game. Yeah. No, no, I haven't. I've had multiple attempts. Because it was that thing I remember, of course, when all these people with their monocles at EGM were like, oh, my God, Shadow of the Colossus. This game is unreal. This is a totally different experience, blah, blah, blah. Facts. I, yeah. I had graduated college. I had my, my PlayStation 2 with the flip top because I had a smaller PS2 at that time. I think my other one had broke or whatever. And I remember I got it for a Christmas. Like it was when, you know, I was still asking my parents for Christmas gifts very specifically, even though I was now an adult living on my own. Uh, but they bought me Shadow of the Colossus. And I remember coming in and putting it in for like literally 10 minutes, 30 minutes and just being like, what is this game? This is boring. I don't like it. And I bounced. And I thought, oh, you know man. what? I, no harm, no foul. It's 2005. I'm out of it. May, I guess maybe it was 2006 at that point. Uh, I'm like out of it. No big deal. Go to work at IGN, right? PlayStation team. People are obsessed with this goddamn Shadow Classes still. I'm still hearing about Shadow Classes all the time. But I'm like, you know what? I'm getting by just fine. Enough time is passing. I don't have to worry about it. what happens. They re-release Shadow Classes on PS3. And I'm yeah, like, all right, you know what? With 
Wait, have you played Ego? Have you played Ego? I played Ego more than Shadow Colossus, but I did not beat Ego because wow. again, that's a boring ass game. So I was like, oh, all right, what? let's fucking do it. Oh. I'll, do, I'll do both of them. And I started them both on PS3 and don't finish either of them. Don't get very far in either of them. And then I'm like, well, you know what? I'm fine. Don't worry. It comes to PlayStation fucking four. I can't get away from Shadow of the Colossus. It, it just keeps coming, blessing, and I can't escape it. So I on PlayStation four, I install it and I play it for the first Colossus. And then I walk away. I check oh my, my trophies. On this. I check my trophies on this. I have one trophy on Shadow Colossus. It's for beating the first Colossus. And I'm like, all right, I've seen enough. Here's the thing about Shadow Colossus in yeah. 2020 now. Sure. I, right now is a tough time to play Shadow Colossus because I'll fully admit that that is a 2004 video game. Like that is a video game from the PS2 generation. And even with the PS4 version of Shadow Colossus, I think, I think they remake it in the perfect way where they don't touch any of the bones of it they only essentially replace the assets of it and make it a much prettier more uh modern game from a visual aesthetic standpoint um yeah. and leave alone the, the controls because for me part of shout colossus and the, this is gonna this is gonna come back to i've had multiple 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 people be like hey bless you know i've heard you talk about shout colossus i went and played it and i didn't like it and i'm like i understand because i get like it. There, I, I get it because that game I think hit way harder when it first came out than today where there have been so many different types of video games. Shadow Colossus, I'd say, influenced so many video games. I don't think we get Journey without Shadow Colossus. I don't think we get I don't even think we get like Breath of the Wild without Shadow Colossus uh, and plenty of other games that that, that Ghost of Tsushima for, uh, is another game I'd say like, like, that takes influence from Shadow Colossus. Like Shadow, Shadow Colossus does so much with the presentation of it and the artistry of it and the minimal minimalism of it that ha that games have taken and have essentially ran away with at this point and so it's, it in 2020 it is a lot harder for me to recommend that game uh than it was let's say in 2010 or 2005 course, yeah. or whenever the ps3 version came out that said i have had a few people come to me also and be like oh yeah i played shadow Colossus for the first time and i got to the end and i was blown away and i don't if, if you were to play through shadow colossus for the uh, first time all the way through greg I mm -hmm. don't know which side you come out of. Like you come out on as far as like, am I, is this is going to blow you away, or are you going to be like, yeah, it was what I expected. It was boring. The other thing is Shadow Colossus, right? Is it's not long. Like that no, was I, that was always the thing of starting starting these things up, starting up Shadow. I was always like, oh, right, well, I can beat it because it's only what is it like six hours something like that. Yeah, six hours probably. Maybe like, like eight hours your first time, but that's yeah, because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's just no, it's just never ever stuck. I've never been able to be. And here's where it gets even crazier because I know for a fact. I have Shadow Colossus PS4, and I and I know that you don't care about trophies. All right, I know you want to be this white knight to everybody. You want to be up in your ivory tower, not caring about us pigs down here eating the truffles. Do you PS3 version of Shadow Colossus doesn't share trophies with PS4 Shadow Colossus? Does it? No, it does not. There okay. there are different versions of the, like uh, the PS4 Greg, game. The pig uh, yeah. doesn't eat the truffles; it just finds them. <laughs> wait so you're telling me this pig is trained to find truffles finds them in what just fucking sits in front of them yeah pigs are smart as shit i mean it's Why like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a dog with cocaine guys like they're trained to that's find the cocaine they're, they're not sitting there a dog. <laughs> you can train a pig not a lot of people do yeah why would you train a pig though to fucking find truffles what are you deaf <laughs> So Kevin, what does Kevin it do when it finds me. the truffle? It, it goes with that like somebody's with them and they dig them up and they sell the truffles. 
What does pig do after finding truffle? It probably Kevin, squeals. Kevin Once detected, pigs day. will root in the earth until it reaches the truffle. Traditionally, truffle hunters previously used pig to look for truffles or sell and consume. These, that doesn't explain much. They they root them out though. They find them. So what, they root them out and put them in their mouth, and then I eat a fucking pig's mouth truffle. That oh, that's sound, disgusting. That sound I don't like that at all because pigs eat shit. Like my parents. So back in the day, my parents had a pig farm. And let me tell you, every time you went to that pig farm, yeah. oh, the worst smells. The worst oh, smells yeah. oh, I've ever yeah, smelled yeah. in my well, life. Well, livestock They're in general, terrible. not not very, not very cool. Yeah, but no. pigs are on another level. Like, I'd never yeah, smelled anything bad. like it's, that before. It's gross. Uh, Kevin, you messaged me a bit ago saying, wait, did you think that dog, dogs grew for, like, years? I don't know what I thought, Kevin. <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know? Like, maybe one or two years they grow. But months, I didn't. Well, I didn't think it was. Old, it was I mean, months. one or two. Uh, yeah, sure. But th- they usually, uh huh, are getting full right, grown around like ten to fifteen months, depending on the breed. Sometimes modern, a little bit earlier. Modernfarmer.com has an article called "Truffle Hunting Has Gone to the Dogs." Uh, dogs are much less likely to try and eat the truffle once they find it. So don't come in here telling me Porky Pig ain't over there hey, with gobble, 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 hey. them up, all right? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is if your pig's eating its fucking truffle, it's because you didn't do a good job training in it, all right? Oh, yeah, so, see, that's, sh- there's three reasons they're going to the dogs. One, they have more stamina. Two, they're easier to train. And three, dogs are less likely to try to eat the truffle once they find it. Pigs are disgusting. Tastes they're tasty, great, but they're... Yeah, yeah there are it's... one of the best-tasting animals, I can't sure. remember where sure. I saw this, but it was... They, uh, like the, for the cows would hang out in the like you know the little cow shed right the big old giant cow shed mm-hmm, and they would mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. shit there all winter and a farmer would just throw corn down every single day and, the pigs and eventually would come and eat the shit? huh the pigs would come in and eat the shit yeah they like break the shit up totally yeah that sounds about right uh, awesome. pigs are disgusting tastes great um, though. Anyways, back to the trophy list for Shadow Classes PS3, PS4. Yeah, so they're, I, they're different games. Like, Shadow Classes well, PS3 is essentially just a remaster of the yeah. PS2 version. Like, it's yeah. just the remaster collection of yeah. Eco and Shadow Colossus, where the PS4 is a whole, like, ground up remake that plays the exact same, but it is replaced. Textures. So, here, the wrinkle slash problem blessing mm-hmm. is that my PSN profile, which I will live and die by, only has Shadow of the Colossus uh, PS3 on it, saying that in on August 9th, 2011, I popped the trophy for defeating the first Colossus and went, game over, see you later. I know that I've installed Shadow of the Colossus multiple times on this PlayStation 4. I ha- I know... Have you not touched it? I, I know that I've st- seen the beginning. Maybe I watched Jen do it because I know she loves that game, but I know that I've seen the beginning. But the fact that I don't even have the trophy list period showing that I turned oh, it on wow. on PS4. Like, you want to talk about a pile of shame. Like, I am shamed. I am ashamed. I saw people in the live chat shaming me as if I didn't know this was shaming. This whole thing is about being shamed and publicly shamed. Jen, I've never beat Shadow Colossus. She says, oh, wow. She's not a fan of that. No, wow. Yeah, no, no. It's rough, buddy. Wait, how, how did that not come up earlier? When she's talking about how much she loves it, like, you, you were just, like, sitting there nodding your head? I mean, what when like, oh, when, yeah, the giant when Paula was sitting there on your first date talking about how much she loves being a vegetarian, are you like I love eating fucking pigs? They eat poop, hundred percent. Oh yeah, you can't play around with that. You got to tell them that sort of like, thing. That sort of thing, you got to tell her right away, right away. Like I, I like trick eat, people into it. You might walk into my garage and I might be hanging a bunch of deer or something. Greg, you should be Shadow Colossus. I should. 
It's only like six, seven hours. Okay. And I think you'd like it, maybe, possibly. Well, that's the thing. We could do the twenty. We can do Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus review. Dude, I'm down. I'm definitely down for a 2020 review. I will replay Shadow of the Colossus for it. I've okay. I've never played it either. I mean, we can make Kevin play it. Let's we can do it for get Andy. I don't know if Andy plays. Let's get next week. We Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus review. All right, we'll confuse people who missed this episode of PS. I love you. But the ones who got this episode will understand yeah. why it's happening. But we review people, it next month. People who didn't hear this one will be like, "Oh, there's another one. There's another another shadow clock." <laughs> I didn't even know one. there was another shadow. Yeah. It's like video they keep game pumping book these things out. Everybody, put aside six hours, maybe eight. Beat Shadow of the Colossus this week. That's I'm your very homework. excited. I'll start downloading it right now. Uh, what would you say is on your uh, uh, shameless? So I have two lists that I put together. Both have like four games on them. Uh, I have an intend to play list. And I have a list of games that I probably am not going to play. Um, but both of our part of my PlayStation pile of shame. Your so, intend to playlist. Your intend to playlist. What are the odds you really actually play that eventually? Okay, Yakuza, Jimmy, I want to know your odds of really playing one of these. Yakuza slash Judgment, like any, like pretty much any games in that in that in that franchise. Okay. Uh, I've really wanted to play these games for a long while. Uh, Yakuza. Every time I see Yakuza, I'm like, that looks up my alley. Every time I hear people talk about Yakuza, I'm like, okay, this sounds this sounds awesome, right? JRPG. You're playing as a member of the yakuza doing all this crime shit as somebody who likes jrpgs and somebody who likes I love crime shit like i love crime shit as somebody who likes crime shit though like i love gta and i and um you know i tend to love the jrpgs i jump into yakuza sounds way up my alley like it sounds like everything i want and need are you downloading shadow classes right now on your ps4 yeah you it's, doing? it's already there actually i, I, I like oh, i said i've had it multiple times but it's you can't see it but it's there but wait if i put it over to oh. now you see it now you see the icon there as i understand judgment is more so of like a detective-ish kind of story, which I think I could get into a bit more. Okay. Because I also, I also, along with the crime shit, I also love detective shit. Sure, sure. And it's so a bit lawyer shit too, right? Isn't it? Like you got a whole yeah. bunch of stuff going on in there. Yeah, yeah. and I could, dig, I could dig that. I watched like multiple seasons of how to get away with, with how to get away with murder. And but so, are you actually going to play? It, you think? Is this yeah. just your best intention, or you think you're actually going to sit down and play Judgment? I'm going to, at some point, sit down and play Judgment and or Yakuza. Okay. It's just a matter of making time. Right now, I'm getting so close to the end of Persona 5. I can taste it. <laughs> Persona 5, bro. I can taste the ending of it. And once I get through once I get through that, legit, like, th- this year has kind of been an experiment in me making my way through games that I hadn't completed or games that I, like, I'd sure. like to get through or I've been thinking about getting through but I haven't. So, like, this, the beginning of this year, I literally beat Horizon Zero Dawn because I had made it halfway through the game and, and uh, stalled out. Beat that. I made it halfway through Bloodborne before life got too stressful and I was like this is too stressful of a game to be playing right now. Um <laughs> but that, like that was one of the one of the ones too and that's also on my list of uh, my pile of shame. Like I want to get back and I want to actually beat Bloodborne at a certain point. Sure. Um well that's if I, for my yeah for my pile of shame I have Bloodborne on there as well. Cuz Bloodborne is a similar mm-hmm. Shadow of the Colossus thing where I've been told multiple times you should play Bloodborne. You give it a, you have to give it a long shot, you have to do all this stuff. And instead I play the first two hours over and over again right and then just like nah, no nah, i don't feel it i don't like it i don't want st- to is it st- what don't you like about it is it the world is it like the the weirdness of it is it the difficulty it's not no it's not the difficulty i don't mind that i like you know dodge rolls and trying to figure out a boss and all that jazz it's more just the cumbersome nature of everything involved with it that isn't the story and isn't the combat it is every menu that i deal with it is the weird and I haven't played it the first hour or two of Bloodborne in a long time now, but it is the Hill of Souls or whatever the fuck it is when you die and come back. And just like, it's so, 
it's so fr- I'm trying to I don't I'm trying to pick my words here not to be offensive, right? Like it's it's the kind of j- rigid Japanese game stuff that I don't like where it is like there mm-hmm. isn't a panache to it that's this webbing that's putting it all together into this experience where it is very much these like hard shifts and hard changes and it is like very much the things that are mashed together and you know the words are stamped on the screen and the fonts are ugly and it's just it doesn't have it just doesn't have a a a vibe to it that i like enough to stick through it i guess because i it's Mm -hmm. it's the same thing i fall out of it all the time right like those Mm -hmm. i I feel like i'm i i fall in love with different kinds of games all the time but there are not rules but like my own personal preferences that rear their heads over and over again right even like taking you know with persona 5 like i'm Still have my notes and I'm all set to go. But like last week was pretty much completely off of Persona 5 because of uh, Fall Guys. And then the weekend before was Avengers. And then this weekend was Avengers as well, right? Doing stuff with that. So it's like I'm now at, you know, Madarame's Palace again, which is literally where I stopped playing Persona 5 the first time. <laughs> and it is that thing of I, I looked at it of like, oh, yeah, it's on my, my, uh, uh, my uh, you know, cross media bar or whatever, my live area. I see it on my PlayStation 4. And I'm like, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to it. But it's also that thing where I'm just, it's just not calling me back. And granted, I think it's because I'm still in a part right now. I'm not to where I left off, like the boss fight of Madarame. So it's not like I'm uh, fully caught up or anything. So it is still that thing of like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. And I don't want that intensive an experience, right? Like this weekend was, you know, either playing Avengers or Fall Guys or Animal Crossing. Like I'm I'm re-addicted to Animal Crossing because of getting ready just for Halloween stuff. But then that doesn't make sense. And I'm just fucking my island nonstop. Like those are such different experiences than sitting there and, reading the dialogue, figuring out the thing, making my choice, going out, what's this persona's weakness, you know, non-weakness. Like, those are mood-based games. And I think that even with Bloodborne, that comes back to it of, like, am I ever in the mood for that kind of game? Even though, like, you know, at, at Bloodborne, honestly, like, for sure coming into this, like, Shaq Colossus, I want to do a PS I Love You review on. We'll do it next week. Every book club. Don't worry about it. But Bloodborne, I want to do that, too. And it is that thing of... I you hear it all the time, right? Like, I mean, infamously, like you know, over at IGN with Beyond and like you know Altano and uh, Dornbush, right? It was the same, and I think Max even. It was that the thing of them not getting it for the longest time, and then pushing through and finding it, and being on the other side, and being addicted to it, and love with it, and loving that game. Mm. Like, I feel after Shadow, that would be the time to do that with Bloodborne, and it's in the same thing of like when I left off with Persona, what I'm like 23 hours or whatever. Like Bloodborne's like what 30 hours or something, like. It's when you start yeah. looking at it like that, and you start doing the arithmetic of actually finding and etching out those hours. You could, I could go through that. And I feel like packaging them too as reviews makes me actually go and do it because it's the same way of like when I was reviewing video games, I would sit there and I'm going to play through this game, even if I'm not digging it to finish it and go. Whereas when it is something like right now, of all right, cool, like you have all this time before your next big review, which I think is Avengers for me or whatever, right? So it's like here's a bunch of random stuff to play. And if it doesn't, if, if I look at it on the cross media bar and I'm like, eh, not really my jam tonight, I just move on. Whereas if it was the review, it would be the job and I would go play it. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's probably the thing that drove me into getting into Bloodborne is the fact that I was, part, part of me was, I really want to play this game because it looks cool. And I really, I really dig the aesthetic and I've wanted to play these types of games for a while. But then the other part of me was like, all right, I'm going to be on a PlayStation podcast. I might as well try out Bloodborne yeah, yeah. because I want to be able to talk about it uh and that that sense of feeling like i should play this slash want to play this uh and have and being able to set pretty much everything aside to get into it was pretty much the driving force for me being like okay i'm into it now all right yeah, I'm yeah invested yeah. all right like i it's full speed ahead 
and I still and that's why I still plan to get back to it at a certain point because I I do want to see it all the way through because I made it this far uh and like I I I do think that is a very special game from what I've played played of it right for context yeah. for people who played Bloodborne right right I've made it past the boss fight with the witches I think witches of like Helmwick or something like that um and so like I'm probably around if I had to guess halfway ish um and like just from that experience alone i think there's i think there is something special there in the gameplay loop that i think you'll end up digging because it is it is punishing and the world is very menace like menacing and stressful to be in and the way that the way all that kind of marries together when you when you get that final product and you are in it there's a uh, there's a certain feeling there that I I feel like I don't get out of many other video games in terms of how stressed I feel playing that game and how well it's working and how into it I am. Sure. Um. And so like I, I I think playing it in a review sense is definitely going to work for you if we end up if we end up doing a, a Bloodborne review. Well, it's show. it's that thing. It's like it's you know we're in this weird time where I feel like September is when it all really ramps back ramps up right. And even though we don't know when. PlayStation 5 is dropping and Xbox Series X is dropping like that w- September does begin the onslaught of holiday games. So it's like right now we have this final month and it's like what do you want to do with it? And it's mm-hmm. that idea of like even if I sat there and committed to Persona 5, <laughs> I it, theoretically I mean what it took me a week to put 20 or week and a half I guess to put 22 hours into it like that math just doesn't add up to me actually beating Persona 5 by the time Avengers hits and everything starts going. Whereas yeah. I do feel we could get through and do um, a Shadow of the Colossus and then a Bloodborne or whatever in the middle of it. That right? makes sense. Like, yeah, should have yeah, yeah, did what I did. Should have started Persona 5 Royal in like, what, April? Yeah. Could've, could've <laughs> that would have been helpful. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. But yeah. But like, and, yeah. and that, that's to go back to like my backlog thing, right? Like, it is, I feel like this year for me has been such a, I'm always, I'm always all in on something and so yeah i went from playing half of bloodborne to then being like all right let's start persona 5 royal to playing so much of that and then last of us came out all right all in all in on last of us let's take a break from persona then yeah. ghost of Shima comes out now i'm back on persona and then yeah like up next i'm up next i plan to get back to bloodborne and then from there yakuza slash judgment one of those you know I'm, i can probably i can see myself getting into though again there are my other games that i have on my my um pile of shameless um being like Tearaway and Concrete Genie, uh, sure. those games I really want to play and get into. Tearaway is not as much of a yeah. Is Tearaway really knocking at your uh, knocking no. at the back at the door there and being like, hey, like, well, you remember me? Why am I not getting played with? <laughs> no, but it's it's one of those that I really want to play because it looks like a game that I'd really dig. In the same vein as Concrete Genie, like both of those, I kind of put in the same category of, oh, these are really cool, really unique PlayStation exclusive games that. I know if I played them, I'd probably fall in love with them, but I just haven't gotten around to making the time for them because one reason or another, they came out along with other games or I don't know. I didn't have a Vita when Tearaway came out or whatever the excuse may be. So now when you go back and play it, if you would, if you were, because this, mm-hmm. this is on your intended playlist, Tearaway. This is on my intended playlist. You think you're yes. going to go back to Tearaway? If I find time, yes. Like the next thing, that's your pile of shame. You're not, you, this is things you probably won't get back to. I guess the no, one I can ter- a hit list for me. The only thing that I need in order to play Tearaway at this point is just space. Like it, it, it would have to be a January or a February where it's like, all right, not much to play right now. 
let's look at oh man tearaway oh yeah i do have tearaway unfolded let's jump into it because like i can easily get into these types of games like platformers or like whatever concrete genie whatever uh genre that is because i still don't even know um uh action adventure i guess uh i can get into that (laughs) sure you can um ladies and gentlemen as you know it's covid and nothing ever goes the way it's planned to go so so this it's a whole thing i was this thing was supposed to come around noon and work on our broken window here but it didn't but it sure did come at 2 30 which is when we're recording the podcast so here's a word from our sponsor and live audience can this is gonna have to chill while this gets finished. this episode of ps i love you xoxo was brought to you by the kind of funny x cast all right let's have an honest conversation last week on ps i love you xoxo i guilted everybody because i was like oh man you can't let this x cast do better numbers than ps i love you xoxo tell your friends come watch ps i love you xoxo on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and you guys took that message to heart, but you did it in a way I didn't want you to. Less of you watched the X cast than that. You know, so, like, PS, I love you won last week, but I don't want the X cast to suffer. Let's keep the X cast numbers high, but also bring up PS. Like, everybody should have high numbers. You know, not that the numbers were bad on X cast by any stretch of the imagination. It's just the PS, I love you fucking beat the pants off of you. Know what I mean? And I'm not saying, hey, like, this is a console war. We're all here to listen to video games. You guys wanted more kind of funny content. You wanted an Xbox podcast. We gave it to you for a six week pilot program. And guess what? Episode five drops this sunday 6 a.m nope saturday this saturday 6 a.m so head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games or podcast services around the globe to get the kind of funny x cast and remember we're just joking about this feud don't stop watching the x cast to support ps i love you xoxo watch them both don't worry about it the other way we love you see kevin i don't have to worry about missing the conversation you just had because of course over at patreon.com slash kind of funny games or yeah you can go over there you can listen to that entire section that for anybody who was listening in their car just be bopping around they were like oh an ad and then they heard me say the ad and then they came back to this conversation they don't know about the coffee maker they don't know about slow drip tea <laughs> <laughs> they don't know any of that shit they, they don't know about they, they don't know about wet and gushy <laughs> They don't know about they don't know about WAP. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. And the, you know, the, the PS I Love You, of course, had the water man in volume one. Volume two is the blind man, but we'll talk about that another time. For now, you're gonna tell me the straight face you're gonna try to get back to Tearaway. Yeah. I think so. Why not? Why is it so Are you gonna play it on the Vita or are you gonna play it on a PlayStation? Console? See, that's that's the million dollar question. Yeah. It's been such a long time since I've played a full game on Vita. Exactly. Um, you have to you have to play on a Vita. I guess that 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 is the ideal way to play, isn't it? Because they it take is. advantage of the Vita. I guess I would. I guess I. The, I. But I do own Tearaway Unfolded already on PS4, and that's the other thing. Like, do I want to go? Do I want to go ahead and buy Tearaway on Vita? Because I'm sure I, I'm sure it's that's impossible at this point. point to get a code uh, to get a code. Um, <laughs> yeah, the codes expired a long time ago. That's yeah. the kind of shit you get laughed out at Sony HQ asking for. Or um, if any, and they would just deny that it ever existed. They wouldn't even act like the Vita is a real thing. Actually, I'm curious live ps i love you chat if you guys can let me know which is the it, how much better is the is the vita version than unfolded because i've not actually heard the comparison between the two i remember ter- this being a hot topic on beyond in the day mm-hmm. because it was that we wrote off the ps4 tearaway at, and maybe what would that have been ps i love volume one or would it have been beyond when did fucking tear uh, jesus because i'm seeing I'm- in chat right now people are saying that unfolded is good and that's the ps4 version that's the PS4 version, yes. Yeah, I, but I remember we wrote it off at the time as just being a port, and then it wasn't exactly a port. Like they added new stuff to it, but it was the same. But it wasn't the same. But it kind of was. Like it was one of those kind of games, back and forth. Just playing on Vita the way God intended. Yeah, Dust off I'll your Vita, bless. Have some fun with your Vita. 
I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll probably. I but I think I am going to play Tearaway at a certain point. Am I going to play it soon? Probably not. No, but like not maybe a towards, chance in hell. Maybe toward the beginning of twenty twenty one, I'll bust no. out. You think in January this, you're going to pop that out? My in, my intent to playlist is literally like four games, pretty much. I can knock out the rest of Bloodborne. I can knock out a Judgment or and or a Yakuza. I can knock out Concrete Genie and Tearaway. Like that's this reminds not, me that's of the not time a Herculean you, task. This reminds me of the time you tried to play four JRPGs at the same time. Yeah, yeah but like, like I'm, play, I'm almost done with one of them. And also I went back to trial trails, trails of cold steel. Yes, trails of cold steel. I went back to that like a few weeks ago and, and played uh-huh. some of it. Sure, I'm sure you know it all came right back to you. You knew and where Final, you were in the Final story. Final Fantasy VII. I am like I'm 17 hours into the original Final Fantasy VII. I've been making I've been doing great on that. This is why it takes you so long to get through a game. Just commit. That's why it's gonna take me long to get through. Uh, well, Persona's not gonna happen until 2021, because I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna man. what we're gonna go play Shadow now, Bloodborne later. Then it'll be on to the new releases. Then I won't have any time for this old game. Can I say I'm looking at your pile of shame list, and there is one here that is shocking to me. Go ahead, Shadow. That, that is on here. You've not played Ration Clank 2016. I have played half of Ration Clank 2016. It's on my pile okay. of shame list because I wanted to platinum it, but I never even beat it because it, it was just like working my way through the story and like trying to clear every planet as I went. And let's actually see yeah, trophy wise where I left off on that. that I put That's it on there because I know you're such a supporter and it's for oh, me, yeah. as much as I love that game and I talk about it, it's very much one of those games that I talk about being an amazing game that, yeah, I never stopped to actually play. Yeah. I went on ration clank here. I got 13 of 47 trophies. Yeah. So I was walking, make it because it's an e- it's an easy. I say not having it platinum, right? It's it's an obtainable platinum. It's got a good trophy list, but yeah, I was like starting to go through and mine every one of the uh, planets for everything and do all the challenges there. And then yeah, whatever else came out distracted me and I got moving. But it's one of those games that I've played and I know is excellent, amazing, you know, a, a great game. But I just never actually stop stopped to commit to it. But it's also one of those games of, and you can tell me how stupid I am for saying this. Do I need to? Yes. I've played half that game. I know that game's amazing. I love that game. Ratchet, uh, Ratchet and Clank's great. Is there something in the second half that I also really need to see? I don't remember the I fucking mean, story at all. Like, I don't care. It's, yeah. It's Ratchet, I'm, I'm using cool guns to blow shit up and collect bolts. And then I'm turning the bolts into cooler guns. It's like, I get it. Within, you know what I mean? Within that context, like, there's nothing in the second half that's going to make you go, like, oh, now I got the full Ratchet and Clank experience. Like, it is it is that game. Like, the game you played in the first half, it continues being that game, right? And it's a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a great game no yeah there's no i don't think you need to go back and absolutely finish it you know to to like get your playstation points see this is always my thing with uh persona 5 which i don't even put on the list but obviously is in my is my pile of shame but i'm currently playing it but i'm not even gonna i we all admit that i'm not gonna beat it before the end of the year probably right like it is this thing of all right great yeah i've put what i when i turned it off the first time 30 hours into it and it's like i get it this game's awesome you know what i mean but then it is also like I know the story is the story and like, that's what those games are all about. But it's also like, I get the characters. Like, I know I don't know everybody yet. It's just, I, it's what's that motivation to go. What is it keeping me going in terms of like, man, the combat, man, this, like, I don't know. It's the mystery, man. It's the story. It's the new characters. It's to see the twists and turns and like, you know, figure out where things are going to go. It's so good. It's I'm so the thing that, that, and I'm honestly, I'm bringing this, I was gonna have this discussion in what what have I been playing because I have been playing Persona Five Royal, yeah. but I think the, the thing that's helped it in. It's a good stew. We got a good stew of a show going. Yeah, on. let's mixing it up. Uh, the thing that's helped me out 
in Persona 5 Royal in, comp- in completing it in a timely manner is I've kind of scheduled it out at this point yeah. where during the week, my goal is pretty much to get to the next dungeon. And then the weekends are for the dungeons. Like the weekends is when I knock the dungeons out. Okay. And I kind of have that, that, that loop going. Um, I appreciate and that. And it, it, it works out pretty well enough because the time between the dungeons and Persona 5 aren't that long like they're they're long enough that like you don't you're not going to knock that out in like one day or two days unless like you're really really playing it um but like leisurely leisurely you can probably get to the next dungeon within a week and not have it not be a big thing and then over the over the weekend like a dungeon could take you probably maybe four hours maybe five hours and that is like two podcasts for me yeah 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 of course so i budget out that way and i and I, i enjoy that way how much? Yeah. So when are you, are you giving yourself a deadline? What's your projected finish for Persona Five Royal? Oh, that depends. I've asked people how much longer I have in this game, yeah. and I've been told anywhere from twenty hours to forty hours, and I don't know who to believe. I am. I've I've pretty much beat the last dungeon from the original Persona Five. Okay. I've beaten I've beaten like that finale dungeon essentially, and so I'm basically staring down the barrel of All new, new content. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I understand, that might be twenty to thirty hours, maybe. And so, probably by next month, I'll have a beat. Okay. okay. If not this month. Okay. And then you, one of your ones you had on here, you, you threw them together. Concrete Genie and Tearaway. Yes. What's your plan for Concrete Genie? Because you got to play Concrete Genie. I love Concrete Genie. That one. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know when I'm going to get to Concrete Genie. Probably like. Honestly, probably early 2021. Yeah. Like there's gonna See, be there's gonna another, be a little there. I understand what you're doing, and I'm not trying to stop you, obviously. But like that's mm-hmm. Concrete Genie is a great weekend game of just getting in there and fucking around and getting the genies and exploring the city and collecting everything. I mean, that's a great platinum over the weekend kind of thing. Like I think that would be, you know, comfort food to hang out with and stuff. How long but is it from beginning to end, do you think hours wise? It's not I mean, hours wise, just beating it, it's just it's what when I reviewed it, I want to say it was just a couple nights, maybe two, maybe three. I forget how long it was in terms of, but it's not bad at all. I can check out how long to beat for you. But I mean, even platinuming it, I did it super quick yeah. in terms in the grand the, scheme of things. The way I have it set up right now is Bloodborne is coming out to Persona. And then I guess I guess the argument comes down for me is do I want to jump into Yakuza or Judgment or should I just put Concrete Genie before those? Because that, that'll be a quicker beat. Mm-hmm. I might just do Concrete Genie. We'll see. Yeah, Concrete Genie right here is main main story is five hours, main and, and completionist run is eight. This is according to howlong.com. Oh. Like it's not bad at all. Oh, like, yeah, I can knock that out. Is, yeah, totally. I don't think you need. Yeah, to that might that be a weekend way. for me. But then again, I, I'm not trying to get in the way of your uh, 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 Persona fix there. Yeah, well, those are all the games my, that. Go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say that's my thing right now. Of like, how do I balance? How do I juggle Shadow Bloodborne in Persona in a, an actual real fashion? Whereas I feel like if we pause persona and actually mm-hmm. went shadow and then bloodborne i could get those beat before the end of the month i mean i i i think that's a good way to go i think that's i think that's a good plan yeah. um but yeah we're like we're talking about games that whether like do i intend to actually play these games or am i am i realistically going to play those games those are on my intent to playlist. i do have a list of four other games that i don't intend to play but i i acknowledge are on my pile of shame those Ooh. being uh days gone which i have like I appreciate Days Gone as a first party exclusive and all this stuff. And I know there are people out there that like Days Gone. I just have no interest in going back. Okay. To so the, these are your, your, this is on your pile of shame of like, you think, you think these are black marks on your PlayStation record, but yes, you don't have any intention of fixing them. 
Yes, gotcha. exactly. Like I'm, I'm gone. fine with these black marks. And so Days Gone, uh, Knack. I've not actually played through a Knack game, and I, I indulge in the meme of Knack because I think Knack is awesome for the meme, meme of it, and the, the fact that Mark Cerny takes such great ownership of it. And Love that Knack. Yeah, like every time there's a new Knack revealed, it's always a surprise, but it's always a, it's always a delight at the same time. You know what I mean? One of my favorite uh, Cerny moments was like when it was during E3 after PlayStation Four had been announced, or yeah, PlayStation Four had been announced and Knack had been announced. Obviously, all this stuff because of the the way it all shook out. But when he came by the IGN stage to get interviewed uh, by me, and he sat down, and before the interview starts, he turns to me and he's just like, "I'm only here to talk about Knack, and I will not be talking about the PlayStation Four's architecture." And I was like got it no problem That's awesome. <laughs> i was like i like I, I appreciate that you're he's strong-willed enough of like i am not going to be pushed around by you four-eyed fucko <laughs> all right like this is what i'm like, here I've to heard do of you, Greg don't Miller. make I this fucking awkward because you know he did that in every interview every interview but yeah knack is one that i'm i'm not going to go back and play it mm-hmm. maybe if there's a knack three i'll think about it no but i don't have don't any make a knack three make a knack three i just love like i i remember the excitement that that arose when they announced Knack Two. Maybe excitement's the wrong just word. The I remember memes, the reaction. Just for the jokes, the yuck yucks. There's nobody something wanted it. Because it's like who? Nobody. Nobody asked for it. Nobody was expecting it. But you saw Knack Two on screen, and you like everybody at the same time had this had this moment of like, wait, really? <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> wait, we're um, doing this? Are you kidding me? You're doing this? Uh, so yeah, Knack. Uh, the Order eighteen eighty six is another one that I've not played, and okay. I don't have any plans to and i like i know that game i mean it, that game reviewed fine like fine to mediocre pretty much yeah, I was gonna say mediocre, um, I don't know. and like i know though people had a problem with how short it was and all this different stuff with which like if there's any chance of me playing this game it's probably because of how short it is um but i i don't know part of me wishes i played it just so i could have the knowledge of it because i feel like that that is when you look at when you look back at this generation of games the Order eighteen eighty six was one of the early PlayStation Four exclusives of consequence that we all look forward to and paid mm-hmm. attention to. And even though it came out and underwhelmed, I, on a part of me, wishes that I had experienced it just so I could talk about it in context. The thing, I mean, like you bring up an interesting thing, especially how this works. Of like, what's your pile of shame, right? What are the black marks on your record? Honestly, for these first three, Days Gone, Knack, and the Order, I don't think that they fall into the real. These are th- you didn't play oh, like you wouldn't yeah. say that and people be like you didn't pl- like the way you, you reacted to Shadow of Colossus people uh, people react to my Bloodborne and then you reacted to me only beating half of Ratchet and Clank right like, those are like the, the way we're talking I think of yeah. this question of like piles of shame whereas like in reverse order the order eighteen eighty six I did play right and I covered it you know all the way up to it actually launching and playing it and all that stuff and then afterwards I guess but like that is such a footnote in PlayStation four where I think you know. You, just by being a student of the game and being alive and consuming video game content and podcasts, you understand. Okay, this was a very short game that underwhelmed and was really pretty, but wasn't that much fun to play, but wasn't not fun to play, but wasn't that great. It ended on a cool thing. Done. You're done. And that's you've heard that a hundred times over from me and a billion other people. And as somebody who played it, that's all you need to know. Knack, like you put Knack on here. Like you've never played a Knack, period, or you've never beaten a Knack. I've never touched a knack, period. Okay. That that's another thing of like I've never beaten knack. God no. But mm-hmm. I mean, because we started we played him at previews and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And then if memory serves, I think it crashed Collins PS4 a bunch when he first got it or whatever when he was reviewing or doing something with it. Like it was like, no, like I don't need like I get what knack is. I don't need to play knack. I don't again, you've never played knack. No, nobody fucking does that. Nobody ever fucking says that. Mm-hmm. And then days gone, days gone is still the interesting one where 
Days Gone, I think, is going to be. I would say Days Gone isn't a full, isn't in the same vein as what we're talking about here, a pile of shame, right? Where I think Days Gone uh, is going to be interesting for the conversation when we talk about Days Gone Two. I think when Days Gone Two starts day, talk, getting talked about, and here's what they changed, and here's what they, how they've done this, and this is how they streamlined the world, and this is this is how they changed the characters, then that conversation becomes interesting and why you need that background to it. But even that said, I don't think you need the whatever 50 fucking plus hours Days Gone is to have that conversation as much as you've read or have you seen something or talked to me about it. Uh, and then one more one more I'm going to add to the, I'm probably not going to play this, but I, I, I feel like this is more of a pile of shame one than the others is Jack and Daxter slash Sly Cooper. Yeah. Um, Those are and outrageous. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yes, especially for for me, who I I pride myself in how much I love 3D platformers, yet I've missed these two very iconic, very well-known, talked-about PlayStation 3D platformers, yeah. mainly because I was a, I was a Ratchet, and Clank, Ratchet and Clank um, uh, kid during yeah. the PS2 era. You know, I I missed out on, and I like Attack and the Power of Juju too, which doesn't get talked about enough. Um, but yeah, like I don't really have an, an intention of digging out a PS2 or PS3 to play Jack and Daxter or Psychoover. I'll play new ones if they ever come out. See, that's but, the thing is that those very much fall into the way you were talking about uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Of like, mm-hmm. man, I adored Jack and Daxter. Like, I, you know, I remember picking up the Precursors Legacy. I remember picking up two. I remember getting three. Like, adored them. Sly, I never had the same affinity for. It wasn't until they did the, I mean, I played them here and there, but not like committed to them. And then it was, maybe, I, and I think I only touched them like rentals. And then when they dropped the collection followed by four is when I did more and played more of them. But I didn't beat those mm-hmm. either. But it's the same thing of just like, those were moments in time where I don't think going back to them makes you go, "Oh God, wow, oh my God." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, at this exactly. point, it's, it's such a, a, a such a history book thing where it's like, and I guess I'm not a film person, so it's a terrible example. But like going back and watching Citizen Kane or whatever, like as great as it it, it was then, it's not going to have the same impact on you as it would in 2020. And the same for these games, where I think, you know, Jack and Daxter being such a straight platformer back in the day, and then to be followed by Jack Two, which was GTA and Talking Jack and all this shit, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, those were on a different level. But again, like Ratchet and Clank, I think stands uh, above both of them, right? In terms of like, hey, yeah. it's still going, it's still beloved, it did all these different things and had all these different sequels. And again, they keep making new Ratchets and Clanks, and they keep being fucking awesome. I got very lucky with Ratchet and Clank. I'll say you did as a as a kid with a PS2 that got Ratchet and Clank. I'll, legit, how, I was how like, did you man, fall into Ratchet and Clank over everybody else. Was that like a choice, uh, or was that just a birthday, a blind birthday gift somebody gave you? I borrowed it from a friend. Like a friend okay. had Ratchet and Clank, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Can I borrow it? And he let me play it, and I I played it, and I actually, so I actually didn't. Um, I almost beat it, but what happened was I I got to the end of that game and I accidentally deleted my save data because I was Perfect. an idiot kid, and it was one of those ones where like it was back in the day. And it was at a TV that when I pressed the on button on my TV, it would take like 10 to 15 seconds to actually turn on. Yeah, and so yeah. in my in my head, I was like, oh, I'll, like I, I, I know the motions of the Ration Clank menu. I know how to load my game without the TV actually being on. And so I clicked the button combination in my head that I was like, this will load the game and ended up deleting the save. Um, it was one of those, it was one yeah, of those hard yeah. lessons I learned of don't be an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's how I fell into Ratchet and Clank, and like I feel lucky that I that that was the one out of out of the three that I got. No offense to to Jack and Daxter and Sly Cooper, but Ratchet and Clank I think is just a fantastic uh, game franchise. Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch have taken you off their Christmas card lists. They were like, I understand. It. You know, we are, understand. we are very offended that this is what you haven't <laughs> gone back to play. 
Uh, the other one I put, I only put four on my list in turn because you know I, I like your intent to play, which is a bunch of bullshit. And then of course you're not going to play with your, your thing, right? The only other one I put on there was Hellblade, where I send you a sacrifice. Because if you remember, it's a tired story here that I got it, started it. I was like, all right, cool, something's going on here. And Jen watched me play it enough, and it was right when she was during her uh, forced unemployment by the U.S. government. And I went back to work the next day and came back, and she's like, I've been playing the game all day long. And so I sat there and watched her play through it and beat it. And so, like, I have, I know how cool Senua is, Hellblade is, right? Uh, I know how special that game is, but I haven't had the personal experience of being on st- the sticks the entire way through. And I feel like enough times passed where since I wasn't and I wasn't there the entire ride that I'm like, okay, I don't remember the real nuts and bolts of it. And with the sequel coming up, it's one of the, it's alongside Shadow and Bloodborne, one that stays on the PlayStation 4 is always on that rotation. But I haven't sat down and been like, I'm committing to actually playing through this and being done with it. Yeah, that game remains is like one of my, I guess I'll say favorite games of this generation still. Like Hellblade's newest sacrifice, I think this is on another level in terms of the the ways in which it innovates. Like it's mm-hmm. great in ways that I think for me going into it were unexpected. Where the first thing the game tells you is to play this game with headphones, and you see yeah. that all the time with games. But like the game really emphasizes that you'll want to play this with headphones on. And that's because the way they're going about conveying Sinuous psychosis in the voices in her head and yeah. using that as an actual gameplay mechanic where you're hearing the you're hearing the voices tell you like you know, behind you, you know, right, left, and 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 actually actually saying things that are discouraging you or encouraging you, and the way that all, that all kind of comes together, I thought was really fantastic. Let alone uh, stuff that they do visually, let alone stuff that they do with the story. Like I, th- I think you in particular will will, will really dig the game. Totally, uh, like I, I dig, I dig what I played of it. It was just that I started it and I was like, okay, cool. Like it's not like I need to turn everything off and just play this right now. And so then I went to work the next day and then came home and Jen was obsessed with it. And just washed through her, mm-hmm. you know, her lens or whatever. So it was, it was never that like, oh, this game isn't connecting with me. I don't like the combat. I don't like the world. I don't like the story. Like I like all that. It was just experiencing it a different way, which was incredibly rare. Yeah. We asked you, ladies and gentlemen, of course, for a segment we call Best Friends Talk Back to write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games with your pile of shame. Uh, you guys, as usual, did because you're amazing and you all come in and you write these amazing things. And you, I say, hey, can you do this? And you do it. And we'll get to that in the ad. Well, I guess we already did for X guys. And it'll make more sense when you listen to the real show. Uh, get Good Girl wrote in and said Horizon Zero Dawn. I started twice now, but just can't get back. Can't get back to it, despite how beautiful it is. And it's forever in my pile of shame. Blessing, you just got this out of your pile of shame this year. Yeah. What worked for you? What What was the motivating factor? What did, was it? One of those you played long enough to get hooked into? It was. It was one of the ones where. I, I think the re- main reason that I played it was because I was doing this podcast. Sure. I was like, all right, if I'm going to do PSLV, I might as well fin- finish Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, but like when I and I know this happened for many people, but for me, when I first played that game, Zelda, uh, not Ocarina, Zelda Breath of the Wild got in the way yep. a, a week later. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I played through I played through Breath of the Wild, got obsessed with it. And then I tried to come back to Horizon and I just couldn't do it because the game pl- plays completely differently. Um and yeah, like jumping the the many times I've tried to jump back into it just didn't work for whatever reason. And this last time, you know, I I really made it a thing to want to get back into it. And so, basically, I I started from the beginning again after having played halfway through the original time. Start from the beginning, did the beginning tutorial, was like, all right, I remember how to play this game. And then I I went back to my latest save, started from there, but. I watched a YouTube video of all the cutscenes leading up to that moment to refresh myself uh, nice. of the story, and that was the thing that worked for me. That was that was the moment where I was like, 
all right, cool. I am back. I am back up to speed. I know what's going on. I know the controls. Sweet. Let's go. And from there, I was able to actually beat it. Uh, I want to bring in another Brandon H who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says persona five. I love persona and was an ex- and was excited when five came out, but have gotten distracted out of playing it every time I have attempted to get through it. He sounds so much like me on that one. I think both persona five here and horizon zero dawn for get good girl fall into what I think is always my trap with games is being in a mood for that game, that kind of game. And I remember mm-hmm. distinctly horizon zero dawn. I was all about that. I was ready for a Western open world RPG, right? That was going to be, hey, let's run around. Let's have, you know, it's it, it, with the success of Fallout, I'm always like, why aren't more people making Fallout kind of RPGs, right? And obviously there's Obsidian, there's, you know, this and that, a million other things. But like, it, you know, especially at the time when I just wanted more of that, let alone one that was from a Sony first party. And playing through that was just what I wanted at that time. I wanted quests. I wanted side quests. I wanted upgrade trees. I wanted a story. And that, that hit on so many levels. Whereas for, you know, persona five with me, I remember the first time, uh, I was going to say Aram, but nobody knows who that is. This guy from Atlas at the time, Aram, who now works at PlayStation, but when Aram brought uh, persona four golden on Vita to IGN. And I remember playing that and holding that and being like, Holy shit. Like, this is exactly what I want in the Vita. I want, you know, I'd love Persona 3. I want a per- new Persona experience, or not even new, but I never beat it on PS2 at the time. I want a new Persona for me on the go that I can play anywhere and get into and immerse myself on these train rides I had, right, every day to work at IGN. And now you get to Persona 5, right? And the struggle I have, similar to you, Brandon, where I just get distracted by things I want to play more. Like, you know, I, I've always said on shows like, I'm not a JRPG person like turn-based combat. I do not traditionally enjoy. And there are obviously examples uh, to that, uh, exceptions to that, that being persona four for the, you know, or the persona series up until right now. But for some reason with persona five, like whenever I sit down and I have that beautiful TV screen and stuff like that, like I want a more action oriented gameplay mashed up with a story, right? Whereas I see games giving that to me in different ways. And so it's these weird things of if I'm not in that mood and there's something else that could pull me away, something else pulls me away. Does that happen for you, Blessing? How much do moods influence what you want to play? All the time. Like there, I, I think there, it, there are games that I'm kind of always in the mood for, and then a lot of other ones I just have have to be in the right mood for it. And so, like something like Persona Persona Five, actually, weirdly enough, that's a game that I'm kind of always in the mood for. I found like it is very easy for me to jump in into that game. Um, and I, I yesterday actually had the moment where I was like, man, this is such a comforting game for me. I didn't, I never really looked at persona 5 as a game of comfort but like and i guess this might part of this might be having spent at this point 220 hours between persona 5 (laughs) and then persona 5 royal um but you know i get to the part where like i'm back in the cafe and i'm looking around and i'm like yeah man i feel i feel at home now um and this is this is actually after switching i was playing the avengers beta last night a little bit i switched off of that opened up persona 5 got to the cafe and i was like yeah no, this feels this game feels like home for me more so than other games. Um, but yeah, so like gen- yeah, like generally other generally, and it it goes from games game to game. But a lot of open world games, I kind of do have to be in the mood for. Like I have to be ready to jump into that kind of experience. Like, I think that's the reason why. Um, I I for this list, I mainly just did like the the very PlayStation games on yeah. my uh my list. But The Witcher Three is a game that I played. Sure probably 20 something hours uh of and i got to the mission where i had to like look for dandelion or whatever and that was the point where i was like 
yeah, I'm just not feeling it. And it's not like it wasn't like a thing with Witcher 3. And it like that Witcher 3 is a game that I would say is, yeah, one of the best of the generation, one of the most impressive RPGs oh. that I've played in terms of their questing and, and the quality of writing and their side quests and all this all this different stuff. But a game like that, I definitely have to be in the mood for. Like yeah. RPGs and and let me not say RPGs, open world uh RPGs, especially Western RPGs, I have to be very much in a mood for, along with like probably like arcadey. 2d games like it, it really depends genre to genre yeah i was i'm not alarmed i think it's just where i'm at right now probably you know coming off of avengers weekend which we'll talk about and all this other stuff but like mm-hmm. today sitting down and watching cyberpunk was the first time where i was like i don't like this is amazing and i know cyberpunk's gonna be awesome but it was like i wouldn't want to play cyberpunk today if i you know what i mean if i had all these and i'm not saying i'm not gonna play cyberpunk i fucking can't wait for cyberpunk cyberpunk looks awesome but it was that thing of watching it and the gunplay and all the stuff where i was just like i wouldn't be in the mood to play this right now this wouldn't be now granted that's ignoring the story and everything else that sucks me into games and the customization and yada 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 but i was looking at i'm like no i don't think i I like i want to play this game but i don't want to play it today if that makes sense i do not want to play it on august 10th for some weird reason like and i know that Mm -hmm. so many people out there are ready to lose their entire life to cyberpunk and i'm sure as we get really close to it i will be too but i think it was more like i could go for an assassin's creed valhalla like that's where i'd want to be right now in terms of what i'd be running around and doing and having that different look to it and having those different adventures but yeah it's I think like for, what, what what are you in the mood for for, Sorry, for me it's the fact that i am 100 hours into a, a different rpg i can't imagine coming out of persona 5 and being like yeah let's i want to jump right in, in to another large rpg like i'm, yeah. I'm kind of there with you where looking at cyberpunk 2077 i'm like man I'm excited for that game. I haven't having previewed that game. I'm excited for it. I think that game is going to be awesome, but it seems so deep in terms of the freedom and in terms of the different things you can do in it. And yeah. that game coming out around a bunch of a bunch of other games that are going to be coming out around that time if Dude, consoles watching. I, and that's what I was thinking too of like Watch Dogs, Legion, right? Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yep. Cyberpunk, all of this hitting at once. It's like I all three Dude, of those games I previewed right like Miles I, Morales, like the Pathless, Bug Snacks. There's oh, like Bug there's Snacks, gonna be course, so yeah. many games Halo Infinite, there's gonna be so many games that are coming out yeah. in that launch month that are gonna be battling for our attention. Yeah, and that's you know, that's I think interesting when we you get to that point of like what is your order of operations? What is your priority, right? And out of what you just said, of course, for me it's Miles Morales. Like that's right to the top of the list with a bullet where it's gonna yeah. stop the progress on everything else and then as you start going down it's like well today would be assassin's creed but maybe when i actually get my hands on cyberpunk and start building out a character it'll be cyberpunk at which point i would not be touching assassin's creed as i say all of this i was so fucking impressed with watchdogs legion watchdogs legion continues to fall down that list because i'm i think you know assassin's creed and cyberpunk are more uh, exciting than even watchdogs which sucks for watchdogs because that is a yeah. game i really want to play but if it gets buried at launch what the fuck's gonna happen to that studio and those uh i mean people working right, on that game the franchise right now if you if you if you handed me miles morales death loop and cyberpunk and you're like hey you can play these three games i'll probably play miles morales followed by death loop oh, yeah. followed by cyberpunk um given and that's like that's that's mainly a mood thing right and that's mainly me being like cyberpunk just seems like really deep right and that's a game i want to save for when i have time and when i when i want to devote all my energy to it um but yeah dude it it's a busy fall saying the least uh travis h wrote in and said for his uh playstation polish shame playstation vr all of it i want psvr really badly but after being hesitant at release a perceived slip in software that i was interested that's what he says. Uh, and now budgeting to pick up the PlayStation 5 at launch. I'm in a weird place with picking up PlayStation VR. 
I simply can't justify it to myself or my wife spending money on a, additional hardware right before a console releases. So the pile of PS Plus VR software keeps building with nothing to play it on. Yeah, PSVR is another one for me, uh, you know, where I have it right behind me on the floor. You can't see it right now because my fat body's blocking it. But it's the same thing. I, I, play, I played Pistol Whip today, which we'll talk about a little bit later in oh. you know, what we've been playing. But it was the same thing of like, Pistol Whip has been chilling on my PlayStation 4 forever. I've heard how great Pistol Whip is. I want to play P Pistol Whip. I have Iron Man VR still there waiting for me to platinum it, right? Like, I just got to go through and play it again on hard and finish that. And it's that thing. Every time I think about it, it is like, I could I'll do all that stuff. Like, you know, because I, I have a pro, but I don't have the pro pass through box for the VR. So it's like I could stand up, move the coffee table, plug it in, you know, fiddle with the wires in the back of the PlayStation 4, drag it all over here, stand up, play the game for a while, get sweaty. Or I could lay on the couch and play Animal Crossing, you know, <laughs> and it's like, again, you want to yeah. talk about a mood like I was in the mood for Iron Man VR when that shit drops. I was all about it and I was reviewing it, too. But it was like i had been waiting and I was excited to play it and I did and I finished it and I was like, man, these load times suck, but I had a great time. Now the idea of like, all right, well, I have 40 minutes before bed. Do I want to fiddle around with all that shit, drag it out, put it, then put it back to, and like, this is first world problems, cry me a river. Like, you know, I play in the living room and not in the man cave or something weird where I could have it set up all the time. But it's like, eh, like I have to be in such a mood and such, I have to fin. I want to platinum this. I want to finish this to get back to it. That is just keep sitting there. And it's like, that's PlayStation VR in a nutshell still, I think is that there's still just enough set up. There's just enough inconvenience to it. That makes me go, eh, let it sit there. I still have Luna on my PlayStation four, which if you don't remember is a game from phenomena, uh, Robin Honeykey, who's been on kind of funny games daily. It's the first time I ever met her at judges. I'm I, she showed us Luna on an Oculus at judges week. 2016 maybe 17 i remember getting the demo with brandon jones and it's like oh that's great and when it finally came to playstation vr still years later but years from right now i was like oh yeah that's great and it's just sat there I'm like i remember how much i like this at judges week one day i'll feel like playing this <laughs> one day yeah. i'll feel like playing and it's just like anytime i want to close something out especially now that you have something as quick as fall guys or Fortnite, right where it is like Oh, I got a little bit. I'll pop in. I'll do this for a little bit and pop out. I don't want that whole setup. I don't want the whole minor, minor, minor inconvenience to it. Yeah, that's me. That's me with Walking Dead Saints and Sinners where I'm like, another one. True. That game came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. I love Walking Dead. I love VR. This game. People have great things to say about, about the game. And it came out and I like tried it for a little bit. And I was just like, I'm not in the mood for this and never picked it up because I, and I, I think part of this, too, is because uh, Oculus Quest has kind of ruined PSVR for me. Of course. Like, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, not having not having those cables having like it being just a straightforward experience of you put the headset on sweet everything's ready to go like yep. you don't have you don't have to like fix your box or you don't have to like, dig out your playstation move controllers or do whatever it is it is such a straightforward all right you're in it boom like everything's at your disposal kind of experience that yeah like it, and and i think the i i enjoy the tracking better on on oculus quest like it 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 makes it really difficult for me to actually pick up the PSVR now to want to play something. Uh, worth pointing out, you just reminded me, thank you very much. I'm right there with you with Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. It's another one that's on my uh, PlayStation Polish 4. It's it is Pile of Shame. It's another one that I started and I was like, oh my, man, this is awesome. And then put it down to go do something and came back and I didn't want to put it back on and I haven't gotten back to it. However, I'm streaming it uh, Friday 
Friday at 3 p.m. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, my friends over at Skybound and The Walking Dead hit me up to be in the Apocalypse games. So I'm competing to see how long I can survive in The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners in PlayStation VR on Friday. So I was like, that's a great excuse for me to actually hook all my PlayStation VR stuff up and have it in a streaming setup and ready to go. So that'll be happening Friday. Nice. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you want to check it out. Moving on with other people's uh, piles of shame. Uh, we got one here for you that uh, resonates with you and me to an extent. Alex writes in and says, my pile of shame consists of just one game, The Witcher 3. I know it's supposed to be the best game ever, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I've almost pulled the trigger many times, but the game just looks so damn long. I know myself, and it's very hard for me to start a game and not finish it. And I'm just not ready to commit. But I fear that once Cyberpunk comes out, it will be too late. Old game is old. It's another great point, Alex. Yeah, I, I'm... Right there with you, Bless, and in the way that I think I did 30 or 35 hours of The Witcher 3. Never made it out of Act 1. Had a great time, but was like, cool. I get it. Like, <laughs> I understand this. This is awesome. This is amazing. I love the combat. I love the two swords. I love the monsters. I love the storytelling. I got to stop and move on to something else. And I did and, and never really felt like I missed out like i think that's what's interesting yeah. about getting to be us and having a voice and luckily you know i'm pointing at the camera maybe i'm pointing through your stereo at you as you make the dishes or do the dishes i guess you make food do the dishes but like having an audience like i feel the kind of funny best friends are so vocal about what i need to play if i've missed something like you obviously have never shut up about persona obviously because i was such a persona 4 fan persona 3 fan i told i was a persona 5 fan in the lead up to it and then just never crossed the finish line the fact that everybody still hounds me that today but with my wisher 3 35 hours it's i never hear people go oh man you gotta finish it though you got you oh man you don't this thing happens or this is the change or this is what like no, I get it. You know, there's this whole story, obviously, and there's Geralt and there's Siri and all these other stuff. But like, I'm never told like, oh, you got to go back to it. Honestly, it's the same thing with Red Dead Redemption 2, where I was fucking 100% right about that, where I was like, yeah. I played, what was it, 20 hours, more than 20? I forgot what it was. And I was like, I don't like this game and I don't like the character and I don't like the story. And I was like, I think it's going to, it was getting rave reviews. And I'm like, this is going to be very divisive and it's not going to be. It's going to be heralded as a piece of art that definitely is a masterpiece of something like everybody takes more away, but I don't think it's going to be a game that haunts me, and it has never been a game that haunts me. People don't fucking come at me all the time saying, dude, you got to play Red Dead. You got to finish Red Dead. It's like, oh, no, I get it. It's one of those, yeah. I get it. Like I get the game. You get why I didn't like it or whatever, but I get that it's still good. I'm not taking that away from it. It's just not for me. It's not the experience I need. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. And Witcher 3 is one of those games where I don't think... I think it's the case of that game is more so the the experience of the journey rather than the destination yeah. in any sense. Like I don't, yeah. I'm I'm sure there are some great things that happen in the story later on, but that's not really the the takeaway from The Witcher Three. I don't think. I think the takeaway is like, oh yeah, the riding across the board in the game is great, and oh yeah, like the questing across the board is, is is great, and the world building and the like the visuals, like the open world, how how um how like detailed it is, right? Like when you see the the light um the lighting pier through the trees and stuff like yeah. that like witcher 3 is such a I, I think beautiful and beautifully created game that for me in my however many hours of playing it i felt like i got all what i needed from it you know, which i think is which i think is fine for that game and with red dead i'm i'm, I'm right there with you too of like i made it i uh, in like chapter two i want to say like half of chapter two i i think i made the realization that for me as somebody who's such a big big fan of rockstar and such a big fan of uh, their games and how they do things i was like mm -hmm. i don't know how much longer i have with this game because I, it just isn't appealing to my interests. and 
so many people hit me up and they were like, hey, just make it to chapter three. Like that's where things pick up. I think you'll like chapter three. Got to chapter three, beat chapter three, got to chapter four. And I was like, all right, I got to put this game down at some point. Like I cannot beat this game to prove to myself that I'm not into it. Yeah. Um, that's the worst and, is when you know it's not yeah. clicking for you and people are like, oh, we'll keep going. I'm like, oh, but it's not because that's not like the thing with Persona, right? Like it's not that Persona doesn't click and that's why I haven't finished it. It clicked. I get it. I love Persona, but it's just like, at the times, it, I, I don't feel the hooks to pull me back to go do it. And that's not insulting it or the storytelling of it or the world of it or anything like that. It's just like, no, the game's great. The Witcher 3 is great. Like, I could have, in a different world, totally sat there and played everything and done every quest and done all the stuff. But I was like, I got it and I moved on. And I don't, it's so hard, especially with time and passage of time, to sit there and enumerate what is different about it. But it was always, it's always the, or it was always the joke, right? Where I'd be like, I'd say for like Persona 5, oh man, I just don't have the time to play it. But then I'd put up like, you know, my Assassin's Creed Odyssey save at 130 some hours, right? And it's like, there's something different about the way combat and world mechanics work in Assassin's Creed that make it more inviting to me and make me want to live in that world in a way that I don't want to live in the Persona world or I don't want to live in the Witcher world. And I'd have to sit them and play them back to back and do a whole analysis of it. But it's just the fact of... I don't know what it is. The dropping, the way it is of dropping into Assassin's Creed, the way that the combat flows in Assassin's Creed, the way the stories and missions are shorter in Assassin's Creed. I don't know exactly the fast travel, the video gameness of it. And well, like is- that game, I think speaks to you the same way that Persona Five speaks to me as like playing Persona Five. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels like home. I'm sure mm-hmm. part of it mm-hmm. is Assassin's Creed Odyssey is your home for a totally. video game. Where it's like, is- I feel like I can always go back to this. Totally. And it's, you know, that's a great way to put it, right? Because we all have those games where something speaks to us, whether it be for me, Odyssey or DC Universe Online, which is a different ball of wax. Because obviously, as every time I try to go back to it after years off, it's like, well, they've changed everything and now I got to relearn it and stuff. But it is that idea that I always said of like, I would in a different life when, you know, DC had launched only have played that ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I wasn't working at IGN and I was on the outside, it would have been a DCUO streamer kind of thing. Cause that's the kind of game I want to exist in. That's exactly what I want to do with it. I got one from groovy muse who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what's at the top of my pile of shame? God of war 2018. I know it's a soft reboot, but I keep telling myself I won't enjoy the game to its fullest unless I beat the entries that came before it. I want to see how Kratos evolves over the three console and PSP generations. But, of course, playing all these games sounds daunting to me when there are other things coming out and I have limited hours in the week to play. Am I an idiot that's looking too much into this or should I just play it? You're an idiot that's looking too much into it. Just play it. Like I and I, this might be another polish shame one for me. And I, I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna say it's a polish shame one because I don't intend to go back and, and finish it. But like God of War three, I never finished. I probably played the first to. couple of hours to. of God of you War three, and it's like, yeah, like God of War 2018. I feel like I got the full uh, experience of it because it is a soft reboot, right? And that's like yeah. capital, like capital R and reboot. Like you don't. You, you start fresh in that game in terms of where Kratos is at. And sure, you might get more out of it if you played the other games, uh, one through three Ascension and the PSP games, maybe. But you do you do not need to. I Yeah. I, God of War before 2018, I think falls into the same camp we've been talking about of games of you play it and you get it. You play it and you understand it's about combos and tearing things apart and really and like God of War 3 is the ripping off what Hercules' head or whoever's head and seeing his neck split and like, you know, like you get what these games are going for and they're great games. They're super fun to play. Like I, as somebody who hated Kratos before 2018, like I played those games because they were really fun to play, but 
they also were what they were and you got what they were and granted yeah. there was upgrades and there was different combos and all this other stuff to it but i don't think I, I groovy muse i would say watch ign god of war in five minutes and then go into it like understand the journey of it and go but it's not like again i think personally that you get to the end of god of war 3 and oh my god like this thing it was like oh no he's okay he he limped like, away yeah he, he limped away he, yeah exactly he beat it and this is where we're going with it all right cool like, somebody. yeah i don't think you need to worry about it on that level i think you should jump right in because in the opposite of um the games we're ta- we've been talking about saying like oh well you know 20 hours in 30 hours in you understand what the fuck the game is and where you're going god of war 2018 i think is one of those games that grabs you at the start and doesn't let go and i do think at the end there's a payoff to everything and like throughout it there's these payoffs to storylines and beats and characters you've met along with really engaging combat and really engaging gameplay and you know uh, uh the pull to explore and the explore uh, learning the world like there's so much going on in 2018 that i think that stem to cern is a great game and that one is one you need to see through to understand more of the power of it like that journey they're on in this way it was directed i too i guess with the handheld agree blessing i agree i heard kevin's button and i was very concerned that something yeah, was, was about to back. pop off i didn't acknowledge it. i'm sorry kevin what do you got for me kev uh i think it was uh helio or maybe apollo i can't remember which one. oh that does sound right you're right you're right you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. kevin did you play god of war 3 were you like a big God of War person? I, I really enjoyed them, and I I think I did, but also I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know if Fair. I played three. Fair. Or maybe I they just all played kinda, a Honestly, bit of they all kind of mold together. Like three really was big because it was on the PS3, but yeah. Like I don't, I don't even think I touched. Now that I think about it, I forgot God of War Ascension was a thing. Yeah. And no. I, I don't think you, I played that one. There's no, re- no reason to remember God of War Ascension. Don't worry about it. Not even the multiplayer? No, definitely not the multiplayer. <laughs> I, if you remember, that's all I remembered from that game. And I was like, hey, were you even creative? Was there even a single player? And it was like, yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus. I don't remember that at all. Because <laughs> nobody gave a shit about it. Don't worry about it. Um, let's, this, We're going to end with Evan. All right. Evan right, wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. says, the franchise sitting atop my pile of shame is none other than Metal Gear. Terrible. I have never played any of the metal gear titles terrible uh, at which point i'm like no i get it metal gear is not for everybody i get that this is where it gets fucked up this is especially shameful for three reasons i own all of them the i consider my fan i consider myself a fan of stealth games and death stranding was one of my favorite games that came out last year no Evan, you should play metal gear i don't like, even know where to start telling you how fucked up this is again if you ask me one of the greatest, not the greatest, video game franchise, Metal Gear Solid. Take it to the bank. I mean, it's amazing. I don't want to argue. That's a fact. I don't argue. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Incredible. One, of the, one of the greatest stories ever told. Not even just in video games, this period. One of the, wow. one of the greatest stories ever told. You yes. thought it was the Bible. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was the New Testament? Oh, man, no. Let me tell you about no, Snake's no. Testament. There are there several snakes, but we don't want to ruin it for you, Evan. Um, oh, yeah. I can't believe you own them all. But you haven't beat. You haven't. You haven't. You've never played any of the Metal Gear titles. Yet you own all of the Metal Gears. Like that's that outrageous. That at what point would? Because at some point, I feel like you got to say, "I'm going to stop buying Metal Gear Solids until I play one, any of them. Just pick one See, out I'm of the hat." And I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out like what is this, like you own all the consoles and just happen to have the, the copies, or is it a situation where you have the collection. Game Pass? Because the collection Xbox Game Pass, I think, has two and three. Though it might have gotten taken off recently. I might look that up. But I can understand like if you have the collection or something like that. You should play them. Yeah. 
play him, Evan. Especially if you like stealth stuff, go. Just start with Metal Gear Solid and go. Play him in order of release. And go. But you Metal Gear Solid them 5 all. left Game Pass. You're a Metal Gear Solid fan. Or you're genre, and you love Death Stranding. Like, what is holding you back? This is one of the ones I want more. You know what I mean? I need more from you, Evan. On what happened here? How did this... How did we go so wrong? I don't know. I don't like this. Blessing... Evans perplexed me. Move on with the segment, please. What's what else is going on in X's and O's this week? Man, we're still in X's and O's. Uh, I want to get y'all some PlayStation picks, and when I say some, I mean one because there was gotcha. only one game that I saw on the list of games that are coming out this week that strike me as interesting. Uh, there's a game called the Alto Collection uh, that is actually a collection of two games. It's out Thursday, August thirteenth. Kevin, I have the trailer here in the doc if you want to play it as I'm talking. Um, Tom Sykes at PC Gamer wrote this about it. I thought Endless Runners were supposed to be hectic and stressful to reflect the inexorable march of time. The Alto Collection, by contrast, looks remarkably peaceful and laid back. Less Temple Run and more Temple Saunter. Technically, it's two games, Alto's Adventure and Alto's Odyssey, previously released separately for phones, but bundled, bundled together for PC and consoles. You're sliding rather than running across these mathematically jumbled yet gorgeous environments, exec- uh, executing tricks and avoiding hazards as you search for your missing llamas. Uh, I watched the trailer for this one, and I was like, you know what, man? This does look pretty this cool. This trailer looks awesome. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. And so, uh, again, that's available this Thursday on PSN and this runner, but more, like like they say, Temple Saunter than Temple Run. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I might actually, get, I might actually check this one out. Yeah, no, 100%. I'll play this. Because it does, it does look chill. Um, and then, like, aside from those, I didn't have this one written down because I think it's it's popular, but Hyperscape's also coming through, which I'm very excited about uh, on Tuesday. Here's one of those things I'll tell you as the old man now of the group. What? Which one's Hyperscape? Is that the Ubisoft one? I feel like there's it like, is. Yeah, it it's five the free to play games one. pop up all of a sudden, and they some of them are delisted, some of them are back in beta. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I can't keep up. Hyperscape was the one that was announced at the beginning of July, and it was put into closed beta and then open beta, and it has been an open beta for PC. And it's finally coming to consoles for the first time today, as of the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to this when it comes out on Tuesday. And so uh, Ubisoft Battle Royale, futuristic kind of thing going on. It's kind of Unreal Tournament in its speed and in its verticality. It's very chaotic, too. I'm actually very curious on how it plays on consoles because PC, playing with mouse and keyboard, feels chaotic enough. Uh, Playing it with an actual controller on a console, I feel like might mess with the speed a bit. Like, I'm curious to see how the game or how how players keep up with the speed of the game on console but we'll have to wait and see i'll probably play and have impressions for you next oh, week good okay good yeah. I'm looking for, I, I want that i want to know how it is because i do have hyperscape on my uh playstation fantasy draft just a heads up wait do you really i do buddy oh shoot i didn't even gotcha. think about that gotcha because i do right because again you guys were talking about it a long time ago you and andy i think right and i was like yeah. oh, okay cool and it was rumored to come to console so I went, Boop, got it so it's there i see it now, did you know IGN already reviewed Hyperscape? What'd they give it? They gave it like a five, I think. God damn it. See, what we're talking about it. Which one is it? Is it the good or the bad one? It's one of the bad yeah. ones. They have a Hyperscape piece. But here's the thing. I liked it. I don't think it's a five from when I played it. The, the, you don't work at IGN. Beta, You're not Metacritic certified. I don't give a shit what you say. Very fair. None of my things appear on Metacritic <laughs> or OpenCritic. So. This doesn't help God. me on this at all. God damn it. What's the Metacritic on this game over here now? Metacritic. Hyperscape. Fuck I think me. it's only that, that IGN review that exists currently oh, okay well i'll take that yeah because right, they right, reviewed right. the pc beta no oh, well that doesn't even seem so fair. there's no there's there's no ps4 page yet so you're in the clear so far 
IGN, don't fuck me on this, all right? Don't do this to me. Oh, God. Yeah, what? Well, hmm, that seems weird, is it? Hyperscape PC beta review. Why would you review a beta? Or is this before? Listen, did they, did they release it the and then put it in the beta? Question. No, they, they, it's always been in beta. I, I honestly, this review kind of baffled me because I'm like, why are you giving a five to a uh, to a beta? No offense to IGN, I I like deal no, thing. Them. go for it, offend them. Oh, you're, find that oh weird. my god, look at they're doing this all time. Marvel's Avengers review in progress too. That's yeah. weird, isn't it? Is that, that, that is weird. weird? Like I don't want to come out and be like the guy who's like, how dare you, IGN? But like that's kind of weird to be reviewing betas. Huh. But I'm just a small time. I'm perplexed by that. Well, I might just be a small time <laughs> podcaster. Huh. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't like that. I. I don't, I don't like it either. That. I don't like it either. If I'm being honest, uh, Kevin, were you were you saying? I was just say, how do you fight when you know the what the Fortnite was a beta for like two years? Yeah, you but it was I mean? a beta for two that's years. That's a different thing, though, right? Like that's way different than like Marvel's Avengers. We're giving you multiple beta weekends. Let's and then, but I get, I get what they're doing. Mar, but it's Marvel's Avengers review in progress. Beta impressions in Avenger of Avengers bode well in some ways, but are concerning. It's like that should be a you, preview. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm not a fan of this one. I can't, I can't back you on this one. IGN, sorry. No, not a fan of that at all. No, I, think I got some. Uh, it should be a preview. Yeah, because the game's not out, so that should be a preview. But, but hey, listen. Again, I don't work at IGN. The old thing. The old you thing. want to work there uh, one day. That's why you won't take a stand on this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know what I'm what I might need five years from now. <laughs> when like kind of funny you go. I don't know. Um, PlayStation updates for you in case you missed. It. Of course, there's a state of play that happened last week. Uh, I'm gonna quickly run through a recap of it if that's yeah, okay with that you, exciting. Greg. Yeah, go for it. Uh, we got a gameplay breakdown of Godfall on PS5. We got Temtem. A new take on the creature collection genre uh, that's coming to PS5 in 2021. Hood Outlaws and Legends reimagines the Robin Hood legend on PS5. The Pedestrian, a 2.5D puzzle platformer, is coming to PS4 and PS5 in January 2021. Uh, Auto Chess launches on PlayStation October 4th. Control's yeah. AWE expansion shines light into new mysteries on August 27th. Yeah. Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, comes to PSVR on August 25th. Uh, we got a deeper look at some bug snacks gameplay and it looks like it's first person uh an indie 2d slash 3d cyberpunk rpg anno mutation m is coming to ps4 eon must die is coming to ps4 uh possibly i added i added this in, in parentheses because this is very important to know it is possibly coming to ps4 because this is the one that had all the controversy uh, uh... after the trailer was shown well, it's still coming they just up. fired everybody and stole their work right <laughs> yeah but like I don't know, man. I'm I'm curious we'll to see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Genshin Impact uh, hits PS4 this fall. Braid Anniversary Edition was announced for PS4 and PS5. Hitman 3 is adding PSVR support uh, for That's launch dope. in you January 20. I really, I very much freaked out about it. I'm ve still very excited about it. Um, and then a new inverted mode, playable characters, and more revealed for Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Um, which looked cool that was i hadn't yeah. paid much attention to it and i thought that was actually a really good demo that i was like okay you know what i want to try this yeah no that, that got me a little bit more excited for crash bandicoot 4 uh i'll say right after that state of play i think i was very not underwhelmed but i guess whelmed i was just like all right You're cool that was a state of play uh looking back at the list of things they announced i'm like all right a little bit better than i think i had considered like seeing it all laid out still not exciting but cool it was cool to me 
it was i mean it was a bunch of announcements it, yeah. you know what i mean like it's it was fine you know what i mean like yeah. you put on your your final note here is was this state of play enough i don't know what that that question even means right because mm-hmm. like this state of play was something that happened and announced a bunch of game release dates and gave teases and stuff cool vader immortal has a release date for playstation vr awesome we see what bug snacks actually looks like cool uh yeah hit braids coming hitman 3 it's like this is all nifty if these were like this i, I don't mean to make i don't think this is offensive because it's not like this was a video collection of blog posts which i sat through whereas on the blog i would scroll by and see the headlines like i'm seeing them right now and be like, yeah. okay, I get it. But like, I actually watched it for the 40 minutes and I don't regret watching it for the 40 minutes, but I, it wasn't E3. It wasn't this huge announcement. It wasn't PlayStation 5's release date and price. It was just like, oh, cool. This stuff's happening. Neat. Yeah. All right. To the, to the question of was this state of play enough? I think the reason I even asked that is, are we, is like, are we fine with state of play being this? Like, is this, is, is this fine for what state of play is? To it, and for me, I think I'd say, yeah. Like I'm fine yeah. with this as state of play, you know. Yeah, like, I, obviously, I wish it was always like they're gonna come out and it's gonna be this giant like Nintendo Direct and they're gonna fucking rock it. But like, I, I would always, I would rather have more of these than fewer state of plays that are gonna be bigger. I'd rather have. I would. I wish state of play was monthly and it was always happening on the third Tuesday of every month. And rain or shine, there was going to be one there. And sometimes it was just this, which is like, hey, here's some cool shit that's coming that we want to give spotlight to. Because we know a lot of people don't look at the blog and don't understand these release dates and don't know why they need to buy a PlayStation VR, right? And then mm-hmm. every fourth one of them is, guess what? Here's your first look at Last of Us or, you know, whatever. Something you'd be interested in going forward, you know, but like Horizon 2. But like it, the akin of what we've seen of State of Play before, where in 2019, State of Plays were anchored more with like here's a big announcement here's something that is going to yeah. get you hyped like here's last Whereas, of us 2 gameplay yeah last of us 2 ghost of tsushima even iron man vr like vr stuff they were catching off guard with resident evil like mm-hmm. state of plays before had like an anchor to them where i feel like this one doesn't have an anchor crash was cool but it wasn't yeah. like holy shit that's awesome like i need to you know what i mean like it was no it was just like here's something's happening great like i don't i i'm down for I miss core. I'd be down for a monthly core again. I'm just like, here's a bunch of shit that's going on in PlayStation. Awesome. Let's see it. Let's go. See, what you're describing to me is what inside Xbox is. And I feel yeah. like that doesn't get as much excitement as a state of play or 100%. a Nintendo Direct. And I think, I mean, that kind of comes down to the balancing act of, all right, how do we make this exciting but also make it consistent? State of play hasn't necessarily been consistent by any means over the last yeah. couple of years, especially this year where I think this is our first proper state of play that isn't focused on entirely one game because we got our last list one. We got our Ghost of Tsushima one. And I think aside from those, like this is the only other state of play we've gotten this year, if I'm correct. Um, I think so, right? With the whole like lady talking and the windows going by. Yeah. And like for us to, for us to not have a state of play over the course of the last year and then finally or this type of state of play and then finally it returned with this one i don't like state of play hasn't necessarily been set up to be nintendo nintendo direct to where the audience expects something crazy every time um but i don't know i feel like i, I feel like there's a balance there in terms of all right like how do you keep how do you keep state of play exciting like when you announce a new state of play how do you keep that something that for us as the gaming audience or as the playstation audience we feel obligated to tune into 
you know like Nintendo Direct has that because like it's always I mean not always but usually there's something there that's exciting unless they tell you that hey there's nothing exciting here by calling it a partner showcase and that's the thing is to PlayStation's credit like they did tell us what this was they're like hey no new PlayStation 5 info it's just going to be updates on things you already know some looks at other games for PlayStation 4 cool like I, I think expectations were set correctly for that in terms of nobody came in expecting the release date like you know what I mean like if they're going to be upfront about what it's going to be, great. But I do think that state of play has this identity crisis. I, and it's also a question of like, did they expect? We've had this conversation before. Did they expect mm-hmm. state of play to continue? Was that a 2019 initiative to get ready for this giant year of 2020 of PlayStation Five and uh, Ghost and uh, Last of Us, and then a pandemic hits and you have to change everything? So you bring this back in and you start doing the digital showcases, which aren't exactly state of play, but they start getting lumped in the same. Da, 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 da. Did they, you know, did the success of what they've done before prove to them that cool? Like, we don't even need to have a branding for it, right? Like, it can just be, hey, here's the Ghost of Tsushima demo we're giving you. We're we're gonna give you this giant, you know, look see and not have to call it a state of play. State of play is this magazine windowed. Here's the different segments and the different things we're talking. Trailers are dropping. It can be smaller, and then when we do have something to say for PlayStation 5's next big beat, it is just, hey, we're doing a PlayStation Five showcase. Come see it. They can just call them whatever they want. They don't need to yeah. worry about it. This is such a YouTube problem of like being a channel and like kind of funny where we want everything to go into the same buckets into the same playlists. Like, what the fuck does PlayStation care? Just call it whatever the fuck you're gonna call it and put it out and let people see it and freak out about it. You're gonna get a gajillion views and people are gonna go buy it. Who cares? That said, man, Hitman Three adding adding VR support. I, I meant oh to clip God. it out and I forgot about it. I got to try to remember to go back. But yeah, we're just like, what? at this point, what else could they show me to get me excited? And then immediately they're like, VR, <laughs> you flip out. I was like, okay, oh, because I can't. That sounds like such a cool thing to me. The yeah. idea that you're going to be able to like explore these exotic locations in VR and like be stealthy and put on different outfits and fuck around in these systematic worlds. Oh, give it to me. I, I want it so much. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh but yeah, like there, there are quite a few. I think this is one of the ones where there's gonna be something for somebody here. Um, and yeah, Hitman Three was that thing for me. Uh, Greg, in X's yeah. and L's, you added one more thing for us to I talk did. about here. Is Greg's dreams dream coming true? This was breaking as we went live from uh, I saw pushsquare.com grab it. Uh, Insomniac Dev is using dreams to make a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, this is Stephen Talby over at pushsquare.com. Uh, this is very this is a very cool story for a dreary Monday. We've all talked about how developers could use dreams. It would be really fun to see a seasoned professional can do what a seasoned professional can do with the tools. We're about to get to taste a taste of just that, thanks to Insomniac Games. Media Molecule has said that designer Josh Lehman of the Burbank Studio is currently building a Ratchet and Clank game within Dreams using community-made oh assets. God. Then he has this tweet here from uh, Media Molecule. Josh Lehman, the designer of Insomniac Games, has been creating a Ratchet and Clank game in Dreams PS4 with the help of community-made assets. A freak out emoji. Uh, we'll be live at 5 p.m. Uh, British Standard Time tomorrow, August 11th, chatting to Josh and checking out the progress. He's uh, checking out the game's progress. We can't wait. Hashtag Made in Dreams. Uh, I think that's fucking awesome. We've talked yeah. about this at length, right? That I, what I would have, I would love to see is people do this go in and make uh dreams that are people who make video games and i know how hard that is with the amount of time everybody has but what a great cross collab right from sony first party studios to have the people making ratchet and clank pop over to make a ratchet and clank game inside of dreams i'm gonna 
tune in for that. I want to see how long it's been, how long it took him, what kind of dedication he needed, how long he's trying to make the game. There's so many different questions going on in there. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to check it out. I hope they continue to do this too. If this one takes off and and, yeah. and you know is is what they want it to be, right? Because I imagine the pur- the purpose of this is to get eyes on dreams and to get pe- sell people on why dreams is cool and sell people on the power of, of the tools and all that stuff. Um, I'm all about this. I want like I'm trying to think of who like what developer do I want to try and recreate their own project or ip in dreams see, I don't, my thing is i love this and it's a great start i don't want to even want to see people recreating stuff like i i'd mm-hmm. love the idea of just going through and making something new i i remember like we we joked around about it but i, I was serious about doing it and then the you know covid pandemic screwed us over but like i would have loved to have done a game jam at the new studio and had a whole bunch of different people come there and do like a weekend right friday afternoon till monday morning when we go and we show the best stuff but have like Tim Schaefer in there just being the idea person who's working with somebody who, you know, knows the dreams tools to make something in a 24 hour period or, you know, 48 hour period. What's that going to look like? What's that going to be on the other end? The idea of this is awesome of like, Hey, yeah, we actually are the Ratchet and Clank people, you know, we're insomniac and we're going to go through and show you now what, you know, we made with your assets. That's rad. Really cool. Blessing. Greg. Again, this has been a stew of content here, right? But I didn't even know what you've been playing. You've talked about a few things. Where do you want to start? Oh, man. Where do I want to start? I'm playing a lot of Fall Guys. I feel like Fall Guys is the natural place uh, to start. Bless you. I fucking love this game, and I am dog shit at it. Blessing. How many wins we got? Zero. I have not won. I have not won at Fall Guys. If you look at the, uh, well, I guess, what, Monday. Uh, Kevin, if you can bring it up, actually. If you go to my Twitter there's a tweet called fuck me that is from uh, maybe two or three tweets ago. It's the closest I've ever been to winning at fall guys after bitching about how bad I was at fall guys. And if I would have just gone right, I would have had my first win in fall guys, but I went left blessing. So Kevin, are you on it? Are you bringing it up over here? I'm on it. I'm on it. Chill out. Right? No, 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 Kevin. It wasn't like that. No, no, Kevin. All right. So no, we got no. you with the shirt. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Right like there. The fall guys one that says fuck me. Do you know what that looks like? Click on that one full screen. Yeah. All right, you're being a dick, so now I'm clicking on that. You see that? You're a loser. (laughs) Damn. Damn, he got you, Greg. (laughs) He got you good. We see, yeah, I had the tail. Oh, the tail. It cuts it off. The way we're full screening cuts it off, but it's like literally I get the tail. If you rewind it one more time for me, Kev. I get it. I head off, and it's like two seconds. And then, like, it's zero when the guy hits me, and then he gets it. He gets the point. I hate. I can't stress this enough. I hate the tail games. In fall guys and I, I don't i don't like the tail games but i just can't stay in the team games whenever we pop up mm-hmm. and it's the fucking uh, the three of us trying or three teams trying to get our balls to the end of the thing first when you got to work together to get see i like those what i found is that everybody has their different thing that they absolutely hate in the mini games in fall yeah. guys yeah for, yeah, yeah. For for me, it's anything involving tails or anything that anything that involves grabbing other players to pass the thing along. I, so I don't understand. Are you supposed to hold R two or? Because I feel like I'm doing it wrong. You tap See, R, yeah. I'm, you when you run I'm with, it, I'm you there with R2 you. To grab stuff, yeah. Because I feel like I'm doing it right, but I also feel like I'm doing it wrong. Because if I was doing it right, I, I I feel like I'd have more success than I am having um, with stuff. Because you just need to like for to transfer tails, for example. You just need to grab another player to get their tail like i've done it same with the jinx you just need to grab another player to transfer the jinx i just have such bad luck with it um and i feel like it's it's so janky uh in in, in practice 
that said, like the team games in general, like I, I love a good two out of three of the team games. Like I don't like the tail ones. I don't like jinxed, but I can, I, I can, jinxed. I can dig the soccer stuff. Like I love fall ball. I think fall ball is pretty fun. Um, I hate that game so fucking. Oh, hard. you don't like fall ball? I'm Kevin, how so many wins do you bad. have? How many wins do I have? I think yeah. the highest I've ever been is 15. <laughs> okay. How many <laughs> wins do you have, Blessing? I only have one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's um, the thing. You see but I've been close a lot of times. I see Sancho West out there. He's got it on the screen. That's when you know they're good, when they're doing a stream and they have, like, wins. They're talking about, in that stream, how many wins they have. He's got, like, 17 up there. See Brian from PS4 Trophies? He's getting a bunch. I'm like, God damn you people. Dude, the game is such a blast. Uh, I'm having so much fun with it. I, it's one of those things, too, where whenever I boot it up, I'm like, all right, I'll play one or two matches. Yeah. And then it'll be like an hour or so later. And I'll be like, oh, well, I just like lost so much time just now playing this game. that I like. I, you you kind of want that one more hit, which is, I think, the exact, the exact thing you want from this game. It's fantastic, um, and I love mm-hmm. it. Like I said, and I am legit. It, it, it is in very much, and this is a kind of funny reference, so you'll get it, uh, very much the ultimate chicken horse realm, where I don't mm-hmm. know why I'm so bad at it and why there's something about it that just doesn't work for me. But it reminds me like no other of the time I was in high school I guess freshman year, maybe. Yeah, freshman year. And I was playing. We were all playing Goldeneye at Michael Bryant's house nonstop. And I remember I was the worst in the group over and over and over again. And I just wanted to get decent. And I remember on one of the walks out being dejected and my friend Jay being like, well, you know, it's yeah, you'll get better. Like, he's like, just get the game and, you know, practice at home. And I'm like, no, I have the game at home. And he was literally like, oh. (laughs) Holy shit, you're terrible for somebody who owns the game. I was like, I know I am. I don't know why. I was able to what turn you, Golden Eye around now. I'll turn this around. Where do you come down on the Seesaw game? I, you don't even get me started. Because the I Seesaw never, is the thing where is I'm that, just like, I just, I just don't know. Is I just, that where I, there's a bunch of Seesaws? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so fucking good at that. I got, like, <laughs> what? Of course, you would be the one that's good at it. Because, like, I... I've never been so angry at other players in a video game than I had been during the Seesaw game because people display such a misunderstanding of how Seesaws work. And yeah. I don't understand yeah. how, no, how, how so many people cannot understand the fact that you just need to go left. Like, just go left. Just got to tip this thing over a little bit. Just go left, everybody. Yeah, but like, and everybody for three just stays on the over, right. When it's already tipping over a little bit and, like, you know that you can make that little jump before it starts tipping back over... <laughs> the amount of times I've man. done it where I start running that other way and then somebody else fucks it up and we start going to I'm just like god damn yep. it I make the jump and my little fucking short fall guy legs stumble and I go I slide down slowly I'm like motherfucker like it really brings st- me I uh, ra- it's rare that a game makes me this angry but fall guys makes me this fucking yeah angry. no fall guys gets me there for sure I'm really excited though to see what the future of it brings because we talked we talked about this last week that um like I'm, I'm, I've been up the place where I'm like I don't know what the longevity of the game is. Um, I don't think it's it's of the realm of something like Rocket League or something that's more competitive and skill based. I think this game is way more of a party game than those games, which lends it to people jumping in and then jumping yeah. out and and having it having a moment, but then kind of dissipating in terms of interest. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm gonna go ahead and 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 uh, what's the word rescind that? I want oh, I want to take that back a little bit because. I think with the amount of success that it has, we, we did a story. Two million copies on Steam already. Yeah, two million copies sold on Steam. Lord knows how many people are playing it on, on PS4 with it being free on PS Plus. Um, you know, it's been killing it in the streaming space. It's been getting more... Um, I think it had more... 
I, th- I forget if it outsold or if it had more active players in like GTA Online or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's having such great success right now. Four hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Uh, what like I I, f- I feel like they gotta find ways at this point in order to extend its its, its life cycle and, ex- and extend its playability across the board. And, and I don't sure. know if that looks like I don't know I don't know exactly what that looks like. I think that probably comes in the form of adding new video games, finding new interesting costumes to add uh, because. Like everybody's been reaching out for collaborations. Dude, that's that's, that's the other thing. I mean, I mean, like obviously, you know, we have these stats now in front of us: two million copies, all that jazz, and what it did mm-hmm. over the weekend. But just casually browsing Twitter and seeing not only idiots like us with our fans making uh, out, outfits for Fall Guys, seeing people making their own, seeing brands coming at it, seeing other games come at it. See, like everybody is talking about Fall Guys. Everybody is streaming Fall Guys. It's everywhere. You can't get away from it. Everybody's playing this yeah. thing. Yeah. And so I'm really curious about where it goes because... It- if I, they if they keep adding games to it, if they yeah, keep, I mean, they're doing the same Fortnite stuff of like cycling the shop every day, right? Like, in having their own battle pass in there, there's no reason. I mean, don't get me wrong, the fervor can only stay so high for so long, but no reason to see it dramatically drop off because you figure it'll always be like what we're talking about of like, especially in the pandemic land where I've seen so many people be like, this is the perfect game for in between calls, in between zooms, in between meetings, right? Where it is like. You jump in, yeah, and like you know, like I've done the same thing you do, where I'm gonna play for a little bit and I fall down a hole and I play for an hour and a half. But then it is the other thing of, no, I am gonna play for just ten minutes, and it's also that game that you can start and if you need to go do a chore, you need to take a phone call or whatever, you can just put down. Like you don't care, right? There's no like real time sync to it. You've done you know two rounds and had fun, but you can bounce out now. So yeah, that get that game has me hooked. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep playing it, and we'll we'll see how long. Uh, it hooks me at, at this level because man, I'm in. Um, but aside from that, I've been addicted to Skater XL, and I can't Ooh. explain it. I don't know what it is. I there is absolutely nothing to do in that game, and I cannot stop <laughs> playing it. <laughs> um, now, I, I heard on the old Twitter there you deleted your save there like a dum dum. What happened? Did you do I don't the same know thing what before? happened. You I do the ratchet clank no. thing where you're like, oh, my TV's booting up. I know how to turn this on. This was definitely some kind of glitch because I was like going. I, I I had a clip that I was saving as I was playing, and I went through. I I pressed the share button, saved the video, all that stuff. Try to go back and watch a clip uh, because there's a video editor in Skater XL that was actually like pretty pretty good. The video editor is actually pretty amazing. Um, went in there, tried to edit a video, came out of it, couldn't load the video anymore. Uh, restarted the game, and my save was just gone. And I and it was definitely like some kind of in-game glitch and. I ended up just uh, grabbing a cloud save and it fixed it all. Like I, I lost the clip that I took that I was really happy about, but I'm, I have all my stuff back. Um, okay. my, my experience with that game, though, can be pretty much summed up by a Twitter exchange that me and Barrett had, where Barrett uh, completed all the challenges in the game, which I was really impressed by because there's like a lot of challenges and they get more and more difficult as you go. And they just, they just involve nailing tricks or nailing uh, combos or nailing lines or whatever. And... Uh, Barrett tweeted like, "Oh yeah, I finally finished all the challenges." And I replied to him, I was like, "Dude, you that's you beat all the challenges? Dude, I might try and do that." And Barrett responds like, "Dude, that's the only content there is in the game." And I was like, "The streets is my content." Like that that really that really that really is what it comes down to with me and Skater. Cuz what? Is it just you? Is it just your character on a skateboard just cruising? Yes. And there's the, nothing to do other than the tricks. Other than the tricks in the challenges. Like you can go through the challenges which are just, "Hey, do this trick." Um, but aside from aside from that, there's there's nothing. And are you gonna platinum it? No, 
because one of the trophies is fucked up. <laughs> Griffin writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show and says, hello, Greg and blessing long time. First time I've got a question about everyone's favorite topic trophies. I've met, I've been Skater XL quite a lot lately. He means playing. Uh, and since I'm quite enjoying the game, uh, I was thinking about platinuming the game. So I took a look at the trophies and that's when I saw it. A trophy asking a trophy for skating 40.025 in-game kilometers. After some research, this thing takes approximately, angry reg voice, 2,700 hours of skating. My question is, what is with all of this? What should be the universal practices for trophies? Platinum trophies, multiplayer trophies being optional, etc. What should devs be doing to make the best trophy list possible? Oh, and praise be to Knack. Is this the trophy you're talking about? Because that's yes. fucking outrageous. That's the trophy I'm talking about. 2,700 hours. And for, for a game where there's virtually no content, the trophies would have been my content. I would have made the trophies my, my goal for the game if this dumbass trophy wasn't in there because yeah you have to play over two thousand hours of the game nobody's gonna Holy nobody's shit. realistically going to play i actually may not say that somebody's gonna play that much in platinum this game but for the most part it's very unattainable greg miller yeah greg miller from kind of funny.com thanks for calling on me uh bless you. my question would be this mm. is i haven't played this game at all is this the old school just put a rubber band on the joystick and then you're just gonna skate and be fine is that is that possible to get this twenty seven hundred? Yeah, yeah, no that that seems possible, right? Because okay. like if we read the trophy again, right, it's, it's just the mileage. You you're just cheating. Sure. Well, I just didn't know if it so, was yeah. gonna be like if I don't know how you control if you need to be doing something actively to keep momentum, oh. or if there's like you even do a need to hold X to mm, to see, boost forward. Because like and then you, I guess you have to spin it in a circle, right? Skate in a circle. Yeah, so you would have to do a lot of maneuvering with your controller in order to make it go in that infinite loop. You would have to essentially hold X. And then find a way to make the analog sticks, or hmm, you might be you might be able to hold X and hold R two because you can use your triggers to turn. Also, there's okay. a, there's a way okay. you can probably do it to make it work. But yeah, you might there's gonna be have, there's gonna have to be some things you do um, to get that trophy. But yeah, because like because that's the case though, because there's no content and the trophies suck. I'm just like, <laughs> are, it, this game is the equivalent of me going to the skate park and skating. And I think okay. that's actually where the appeal of it comes from is, hey, you are, I am, it is just me trying to figure out how well I can nail a grind or how well I can kickflip over a gap. And that's the game. And it's fun. It's underwhelming in terms of things to do, but it's, it's still very fun. And so I'll, I'll take it with that. But to answer the question, though, uh, trophies shouldn't be this impossible. No, yeah. I mean, your question, yeah. Like, I mean, Sorry, I, I was mainly doing it to see if this was the fucking trophy you were talking about. But yeah. yeah, Griffin's thing, like, what should universal trophy practices be? And, like, how do you, uh, you know, what what should devs be doing to make the best trophy that's possible are two questions, right? But, like, universal trophy practices are difficult. I think it's more trying to figure out what people don't like. And I think having conversations with personalities is the best way. I've consulted on trophy lists before. I just did one last week, actually. And... The, the people I consulted with on this one, they had their shit down. They knew what they were doing. It wasn't a crazy, put this many hundreds of hours into multiplayer. It wasn't, hey, go do this thing that you can only do once. Like I hate, like I'm playing a 30-hour campaign and there's something in the middle of the game that's missable. So if you don't have a save before it, if you didn't read the tro if you didn't read a trophy guide before you even entered in the game, right? Like tro trophies should be, uh, uh, you should have, 
you shouldn't have be punished for not wanting to spoil the game for yourself where you have to read a trophy list and understand, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to understand that part. But in the same breath, I don't think that it should be that you need to replay a game, you know, 104 hours, whatever to go through and do it, all that stuff. There's no easy turnkey answer, but it's mainly don't annoy people. And I think people get in there and it's like, well, we want you to replay our game. So we're putting all this stuff in there. It's like, well, no, like, it's actually a turnoff because it seems like you're at the bottom of Mount Everest and you don't like that game yeah. that much and there's a million other things to go on and do. But now, time consuming is fine. Greg, on you know when you go to PSN profiles and you sure look did. at a trophy list, you know the percentages yeah. that are like common, uncommon, all that good stuff. Yeah. When you hover when you hover over the trophy, the percentages change. Do you know what what's up with that? So you're saying like right now I'm on my I'm on my trophy list and I'm gonna mm-hmm. click on Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Yes. And it says it's ninety it's a, I see what you're saying, 95 point. So I, I'm looking at Snowflake. Uh, equip your first cosmetic item, which before I mouse over, it says 95.89% common. Mm-hmm. And then when I mouse over, it goes 93.2. Yes. Do you I know what's know. up with that? I don't okay. know. Because I was going to say, because I'm looking at the Skater XL trophies. And to give context, the Platinum trophy has 0.00% in terms of people who have who have acquired it um same when you hover over it right zero point zero percent i know what it is i know what it is okay what is it is i thought this is what it but i want to speak out of turn right now mine is default set to order psn which means that is the rarity it is on the playstation network when you mouse over it that's the rarity of it on psn profiles so that's of registered users of people using playstation network profiles who have gone through and made their stuff gotcha all right well that might even make it worse but like in terms of the trophies that are on Skater XL's uh, trophy list, yeah, that one trophy that we're talking about, the Around the World trophy, that is travel over forty point zero seventy five kilometers in total. That is at zero point zero percent, whether or not you mouse over it, and so that's like an ultra rare trophy. Nobody has it. Sure. The next trophy up from that, in terms of rarity, is thirty five point sixty two percent, and everything else is above that in terms of rarity, and so like. This is a that this trophy list is pretty much very attainable except for that one trophy. And that one trophy that makes the platinum virtually impossible. And that's the thing of like I understand you're a developer and you set off to make this game and you want people to play it forever and you put that kind of shit in there. It's like, no. And but and maybe you can be that kind of like, oh, I want our platinum to be like fucking a badge of honor for somebody you're like, no, that's stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why would you want it to be there's a yeah. fine line between making it too easy and then ridiculously hard. It's especially like, it's especially frustrating when you come into it and you're like, oh man, I want to get the platinum for this for this game. And yeah. as a player, like you might not be aware of how difficult what that one trophy is to get. And you and you you scroll through the trophies and you're like, oh yeah, I can get that, get that, get that. Okay, yeah, like this these these things seem easy. And then yeah. you get there and you get to that one one trophy where it's like, wait, zero point zero percent of people have this trophy. I've made it up to here and I can't get this thing. Oh, that sucks. Um, it's frustrating for that reason, I think. And yeah. I'm somebody who doesn't care about trophies. Yeah, you don't. You, this could have been your reason to go, but they fucked it up. Exactly. Fucked it all up for you. I've also been playing Persona 5 Real. Talked all about that. Um, I finally hit the 100-hour mark. Nice. I'm about to hit the new semester. Really excited about it. Um, and then uh, the Avengers beta. Jumped oh, into. Yeah. We, you said you played course, more of it yesterday? I played more of it yesterday just to see like if anything's changed for me emotionally. Because <laughs> like I, <laughs> when, I play, when I played it originally, we talked all about it on Gamescast, but I wasn't really too into it yeah. uh, i was very underwhelmed by it and jumping into it last night just to like get a taste to see like all right am i missing anything no i still i'm still not too into it um it still feels button mashy to me in a way that i don't necessarily appreciate and like i'm still 
the the hooks don't seem to be there for me in terms of the longevity longevity of all right yeah the 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 gear loop the character loop upgrading like upgrading your your team um uh going through the different battle passes on the different characters like that stuff in practice right now for where i'm at in the beta has not really any appeal to me in the yeah. final game who knows maybe that's where everything clicks and that's where i see like the actual how the actual progression of it works in practice and maybe that's sure. where things like all click into motion and um maybe that's where the single player stuff single player content hits me but as it stands like i i i'm not feeling that game it, it saddens me because i really i really did want to enjoy it um yeah so like but. uh obviously i had done the press beta that we done our games cast previews for on wednesday then friday uh with the playstation beta playstation pre-order beta uh me kevin tim and andy played for what we streamed for an hour or we did a let's play this up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games that's an hour and a half uh tim had to leave uh so then andy left me and kevin stayed on and played another hour and mm-hmm. then over the weekend i tinkered here and there and then yesterday did some stuff with goldfarb and scott low uh, former igners of course who make games now and are way more important and goddamn blessing like you're into it that is my shit that game is nice. so my shit you know what i mean and let's i totally everything you're saying i get like i get you know what i mean and i get people who are looking at it and be like oh what but like i think the easiest way uh to kind of turn you one way or the other on it in terms of why or at least explain my thing to it when i was playing with scott last night he was like you know greg not to pander but i'm getting a lot of dc universe online vibes from this and i'm like exactly like <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. world i want to exist in i want to be a superhero and i want to unlock costumes and i want to unlock all that battle pass stuff um i i'm fascinated to get the final version and level up and see more of how the skill trees and unlockables for the characters move sets influence this vibe of if it's button mashy or not because right now i think it is this it's a beta and you're getting this weird sampling of missions from all over the place and you're leveling up really quick and you're just getting skill points and you're just th- i'm just throwing them into skill trees to get back to playing stuff but it is that thing of the deeper i've been the more i've been i you know kamala khan is the one i was mainly uh maining for this thing and then iron man behind her and so when you start really getting deeper into those skill trees and seeing like all right well if it's it's square 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 whole triangle it does this kind of move and then this and then bringing and like what your counter can be now when you block or when you actually parry a move to see how you can actually open up for a counter attack later on in the trees it's like oh man like having hours with these characters and learning their move sets and then improving them that way i think is going to be really fascinating to see if it is just button mashing and i can just totally not pay attention to it if it is that it opens up the combat i think the way it's going to if it is that playing on normal is one thing but cranking it up to challenge level four is a completely different ball game i don't know but i had such a great time with it that it's it's that thing of all I want to do is play more of that game and all weekend long I was trying not to. You know what I mean? Because like I don't want to burn myself out on it. I want to, I'd rather, I'd rather just get the finished game out and like so to have two more weekends of it where it's like I can jump in and play but none of this carries over and I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know. But like when that game drops, I'm going to be fucking living it. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe nothing we're talking about pans out. Maybe the story sucks. Maybe it's completely a bitch to level people up but I don't know. Kevin, are you still vibing with it? Are you still into it? Kevin in the kitchen running oh, back dead. with microphone oh, no. right now. No, because he's got those earbuds so he can walk uh, around the no, house. No, yeah, hey, oh. sorry. I really like it. Sorry, I just got a call from my mom. Uh, everything's fun. fine. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> got it, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, like I, I think it's going to be a lot of different pieces of the puzzle to that of how good this story is uh, and then how many people hang out to play it with. Because right now, like in the beta this weekend, I was getting 
invites left and right from people who were like, oh man, let's go do it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think if there's actually a group of people who are going to be on that and be hardcore about it and not hardcore, but like want to play as much as I want to play or even a little bit less than I want to play. I think having a actual like nightly destiny crew to run through and do stuff with will be actually pretty exciting, but I digress. Nice. Like, I like to your point, like I understand what you're saying. And like, you know, I totally get people who look at it and like, this is half baked. This doesn't, uh, you know, it's back to what we're talking about. Of like, I think the UI looks like crap. Like, you know, it's a weird way they're doing that. Like the battle pass looks weird. And I think at first is a lot of it is like, hard to understand at first and then i think you get the rhythm of it but even then it's like that's not an excuse for the presentation of it at all but yeah i'm the guy who yeah. fucking loved marvel heroes and loves marvel ultimate alliance and you know to see those mashed up and then put into a destiny scenario is pretty fucking dope for me yeah and like weirdly enough i think if it, if this game like marvel's ultimate alliance 3 on switch i yeah. enjoyed a lot for yeah. and, I, and i and like the Weirdly enough, they are pretty similar in terms yeah. of what they are and, and how they play. Um, but I think the presentation of Marvel's Ultimate Alliance kind of led led lended itself more to uh, the style of game than like Marvel what Marvel's Avengers is. Because like I look at Marvel's Avengers and I'm like, oh sweet, this is gonna be like Spider Man or this is gonna be like some kind of like AAA. Um, I guess it. My mind is trained to think when I see a game in that perspective with that kind of with these kind of character models and uh you know this kind of world that looks full fledged and looks uh uh I guess for lack of a better term right like realistic uh yeah. I kind of expect that a certain triple A I mean you say yeah, that it looks right? it looks triple A you know when Ultimate I when I actually play like it, a cartoon and plays like a, a cartoon so you're like yes. oh, okay I understand what I'm doing here. Yeah, and Marvel's Avengers like looks like a triple A game that that I think feels like it plays like ultimate alliance in some sense sure which no, i think I, is kind of where that disconnection ex exists uh for me it's gonna so be I'm interesting to see what happens if you give it a shot when it comes out mm -hmm. and when we all learn what the story part of it's going to be because i think yeah. that's the a missing piece a piece piece uh i was playing this weekend with a couple other people and one of them was saying like yeah like i really hope there's cutscenes, and i'm like what do you mean and like i really hope there's cutscenes in the story because like here you know you just got kicked out and it was like all right like now you've assembled Iron Man and Black Widow. And I was like, oh, like, no, there's going to be cut. Like, there's a story yeah. to it. Like, to see how that single player story looks and feels and teaches you. I think that's the other thing of like this beta being so huge and having so many different things in it is rad. It also was super intimidating of like jump into your gear. And I'm like, what the fuck are all these resources? I have so many. I have nanites and I have this thing and I have a currency. And I'm like, what? how does any of this actually net out into the final product? And how do I? earn that and what does that feel like to play the single player story and how fast am i unlocking people and then you know these questions like even with the spider-man announcement and then you know the teasing of hawkeye and then some of the leaks that happened over the weekend or data mining that pointed at leaks there was this conversation that kept coming up like well like when they introduce these characters how are they going to introduce them to the story later and i was like well they say for spider-man like he's going to get his own missions that introduce him and i'm thinking that with this game being like destiny how many times do you go back and replay the core story of destiny like there's like all these different like expectations i think people have for what this game is going to be and on september 4th when you finally sit down and play it i think a lot of that will clear up right now it is yeah. this is the gameplay and there's a fucking the uh, shoe boxes you go kick and get new skins it's like awesome cool or totally that's lame and not what i want out of a triple a avengers game yeah we'll see we'll see uh and then lastly uh i i played the mean greens plastic warfare which oh, of course the one we were supposed to play with poe yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the game we we uh, talked about last week because it's the it's the Toy Soldiers third person shooter game, and I jumped into it. And let me tell you, man, 
that game's rough. That game is, <laughs> is pretty rough. Uh, it I played it, I think, a day after launch day and went into an online mode, like an online lobby or whatever, got into the game. And I want to say it was me and two other players that were in that lobby, two other actual players. The rest were bots. Yeah. Um, and so it was like eight versus eight or something like that with pretty much all bots except me and two other players. And yeah, like what the shooting fell off the um the physics <laughs> fell off the web so you you start off with all the weapons you need too which is something that's interesting like you 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 can you can have a an assault gun a shotgun um like a rifle and then yeah. a flamethrower and i think also maybe like a grenade launcher type thing um but you, like everything's at your disposal there's not really any sort of strategy to it you're just running around and and, and shooting things and shooting people um yeah no, this one, hype, huh? it did not live up to the hype hype whatsoever. Um, was not feeling this one. And this one, this is one that I want to rank for a PSN games rank. Oh, nice, of course. Um, and so, you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do this thing where we rank the games we play on the PSN at random. Uh, if you want to keep up, you go to kindoffunny.com slash one oh four list. The number one zero four. Uh, we go through, we put them in there. We see it right now. The top ten look like this: number one, Telling Lies; number two, John Wick Hex; number three, Streets of Rage four; number four, Under Night in Birth; number five, Super Liminal; uh, number six, Hunt Down; number seven, Star Wars Episode one, Racer; number eight, Round Guard; number nine, Darwin Project; number ten, Hidden Through Time. There are a total of forty six games on the list. Where do you want to put this one, Bless? So, Greg, this is going in the bottom ten, Ooh. and I, I, for this for this episode, I want to give context for what the bottom ten is for people people listening, right? So, number yeah. thirty six, we have Space Channel Five VR, kind of funky newsflash. Number thirty seven, The Complex. Number thirty eight, Katana A Way of the Samurai Story. Number thirty nine, Rush Rover. Number forty, Moons of Madness. Number forty one, Separation. Number forty two, Spartan Fist. Number forty three, Freak Out Calamity TV. Number forty four, Music Racer. Number forty five, Brain Breaker. Number forty six, Superhero X, which might still possibly be the worst game I've ever played. Now, I want to put it somewhere after the complex because I like the complex better. Okay. But I I think I like this uh, the Mean Greens better than Music Racer, which is so for context. The complex is number thirty seven, and that was one of the games I played. And then the yeah. next one down at number forty four is Music Racer, which is another one I played. And in between those are a bunch of Greg games. Yeah. So Greg, I'm gonna need you, I'm, I'm gonna need your help. Oh my god. Uh... It sounds, I, I think uh, Katana Kami, A Way of the Samurai mm. Story, sounds better than what you've just described for this army game. Okay. And then from there, I would just put it there. Because I, I honestly don't even remember what Rush Rover was. <laughs> so right there, we got a Me problem. Neither. Me so neither. don't even worry about it. Put it right there. All right. At number 39, you got the Mean Greens Plastic Warfare. Exciting uh i played pistol whip like i was talking about on playstation vr uh i did it before this show though so i only did like 30 minutes of it and it's fucking awesome in the exact opposite i'm not ready to rank it or anything but i think it'll easily cruise to the top five of this list Mm -hmm. of just such a great thing if you're not familiar with pistol whip i wasn't either i know i'd asked questions about it last week a little bit right uh i thought it was going to be uh more like super hot and it kind of is but it's not like in the same way at all so you got edm music you at the beginning select the track you want to play through and then you're on rails moving forward and it's kind of like an arcade shooting gallery where people come out from the sides or whatever some of them are wearing body armor so they require more than one shot but there's this fucking kicking soundtrack that's awesome all these different songs that you you know pick one before you go to have your high score or whatever and then with your pistol yeah you either shoot them or you pistol whip them to take them down and they'll shoot at you and you have to dodge the bullets right and so it is this 
rhythm game where I felt like I was bouncing back and forth, like, you know, on, my, on the heels of my toe or in the balls of my feet here, like ready to go. And like, as you're coming and as the difficulties change or whatever, there's obstacles you need to go around or whatever to actually then shoot the other guys. You need to dodge their bullets and you need to make it to the end. And there's a combo meter going off that looks like a persona graphics. Uh, you can only get shot so many times. You heal over time, but if you get shot, you know, while you're already been shot, you'll eventually die or whatever. Like I said, just touched it. Was not a great idea to eat a heavy lunch and then jump into it, which is one of the reasons I, did. I don't have more to say about it because I was like, this is awesome and amazing. I love the soundtrack. I am not in the mood to bounce around right now. But there's a lot of movement involved in that game, too, because yeah, you're dodging exactly. boards and like you're really dodging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Pistol Whip's great. It's going to be rank high, but I'll probably save it till next week. And blessing. There you go. Greg. That's another episode of PSI Love You XOXO in the can ladies and gentlemen of course the show's not over you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where we're about to do a post show you can also get the show ad free there you can be part of all the other shows there you can get the exclusive uh show over there called uh bless up where blessing talks to you about video games all by himself yeah i do i'm gonna answer your questions there's a lot of cool stuff happening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but if you don't want to come listen to the post show, I understand. You can get the show for free on YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Of course, you have to listen to the ad, skip the post show, but it's no big deal. We love you anyway. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, blessing, play us out. Uh, do, 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 do,